Yeah, and the thing about our picks is, you know, we're, I mean, we're not big yet. I mean, we're getting some really nice uh, traction with some of the picks that we're doing, and, you know, people want to do picks with us. Uh, Penelope Bourbon, we're going to do one soon, I think. That's on the docket. Uh, we're, we're slated to do one out. I don't know if you guys know Spirits of French Lick, Alan yeah. Bishop over yeah, there. Yeah, I've got a bottle waiting for me, actually. Mo has it. Yeah, nice. so, uh, so those guys were... In September, we're going to head down, and he's got some crazy shit brewing, uh, so we're not really sure. He's Apparently, he's got, like, some corn whiskey that he did with, like, chocolate malt. Interesting. That's aging. Mm. So God knows what Alan's going to put put out. <laughs> I always I was describe Alan as the guy that, you know, you always have the dude in high school or college that can make a bong out of anything. Yeah. yeah. He can make a still <laughs> out of anything. <laughs> That's pretty <Yeah>. fucking awesome. <laughs> Welcome on this episode of the Bourbon Hunters. We are joined by Jason C. from the Mash and Drum on YouTube, part of the Whiskey Tube sensation. He brings in some bourbon and whiskey for us to taste as we wax poetic on current topics, and he fits right in by making fun of Tyler. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Go to their website at www.unicornnationapparel.com or check out the link in our bio for some awesome Bourbon Hunters exclusive bourbon shirts provided by Unicorn Nation Apparel. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Dude Pool. I'm joined by Brett Bryan, and, Tyler Schaefer, and today we have Jason C from the Mash and Drum, so uh, local uh, to uh, Columbus. So uh, he kind of uh, graced us with his presence today and drove over and brought us some uh, bourbons and some whiskeys. I think so. Uh, we'll be going through those today, but we're going to talk about some uh, different things throughout the episode today. A couple of things I want to talk about because you got to do a blend. I wanted to talk about, I'm going to spring this on you because I didn't know that, but, <laughs> uh, you know, what that blending process is like. Sure. But uh, before we get started, do we want to jump into something? The bottom of your feet looks like you're Fred Flintstone, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what, this is a foot podcast now, apparently. So, <laughs> my so, toes, first off, <laughs> off, and it's, I'm, it's I, paint, than yours. I paint in my basement uh, barefoot so I can yeah. feel if I step in any paint. I do that on purpose so I don't track it through the house. Um, so yes, there's dust and, and they are gross. My wife reminds me of that all the yeah. time. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for noticing. Appreciate that. I just looked and I'm like, what are you yeah, pedaling your car over I'm, here? <laughs> but see, that's, it lets you know, like if I do it in shoes and then I walk through the house cause I don't feel the pain. You need to yeah. get a good pumice stone. Yeah. yeah just, speaking of disgusting feet, Tyler, why don't you tell us about your, well, let's, let's get a pour in our glass first and then we'll let okay. you tell, yeah, tell us you, about your golf cart incident. What do, you, what do we want to start with here? So I brought you guys one of the newer old Carter batches, batch nine. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to try these in Kentucky a couple months ago, the new vertical coming out, and batch nine really stood out to me. Batch 10 is amazing too, but figured I'd bring you guys batch nine. I wasn't sure if you've had an old Carter yet, so pour away. Do we want to start with that? Is that going to be the top of the heap today, or is that going to be... Uh just a good starting point. I don't really know your palace quite yet, so I don't know if that's going to be the top of the heap for you. But All you guys right. are already pre-game, so I'm just saying dive in. <laughs> pre-game, I like it. Just dive in. All right, yeah, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> 
I like your style. Go for it. All right. I'll let you pour so yours. So while we're pouring here, I'll tell my story. So uh, yeah, why does your leg look like beef jerky? So I have I have <laughs> so I have I have both legs. Both legs look like beef jerky. Um, I have a messed up left knee. Um, obviously, some pretty gnarly scrapes, nice and then my my big to toe was pretty way. much Trust just me. I'd gladly sliced split open, it with you. nail off. Um, so we were going down a pretty steep. Were you driving? No, I was not. Okay. This is in a golf cart? This is in a golf cart. Gas had, golf cart going down a very steep hill. Had you been I, drinking? Um, if you say um, that means yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a yes or no question. He wasn't driving, so he's allowed to drink. I just, a curiosity, was your yeah. driver drinking? Um, I do not know. The, so, uh, <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> With a wink. Is there some yes. dust flying around? You're not telling us his <laughs> no, name, no. so it's not like, yeah. you know, anyone no, knows okay. who Joe is anyway. I don't think the police, they're, like, they're, listen to podcasts. Well, like, I mean, there's another one. You didn't <laughs> Get mention, him, boys. <laughs> you didn't mention Joe by name, so no one knows yeah. who you were talking about. <laughs> I know. There still might be some legal stuff after this. Oh. So, oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> wow, this so is serious. we just, uh, I mean, uh, my buddy just. You know, hit the brakes going really fast, and and we going down a hill on a golf cart on a on a paved cart path. Oh, paved so, cart path. And sideways? Did you go sideways? We turned sideways after okay. the the brakes kind of locked, uh-huh. and then flipped and kind of just cheese grated my legs. So he flipped so on your side, I assume. Flipped on my side. He doesn't Son have a scratch a on him. Um. So we he immediately takes me to the car. We go to the emergency room. I just I want to say I'm, I'm glad you didn't like post your arm out because that's what people do when they roll like four wheelers and side by sides and shit. People tend to post their arm and fucking snap their arms. So, so I'm glad you didn't do that. Um, is that is that my toe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We call that the get toe. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my so, god. So my uh, my toenails ripped off. Pretty much the entire top was just ripped off. You're of probably never getting that toenail back. I hope you know. I that. mean. I've I've heard no, and then um, who's the <laughs> who's the dermatologist? No. Brad. 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 He was just like, I don't think the nail bed's damaged. damaged, but I mean, it was under a golf cart at like thirty miles an hour, so yeah, you don't know. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put that, my money on no. Have to so, get uh, yeah. Lee press on nails on the phone. Maybe they got <laughs> yeah. a toe thing they're working on. New so, sponsorship. Sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, there we New go. Sponsorship. Yep. There you go. I was thinking. Um, so needless to say, it was not a not a fun night. I drove back. The next day, from, from it's never Northern fun Michigan. when you like cut a vacation early for oh yeah you know and we had like I've been so looking forward to to uh, to golfing and that was on hole sixteen um, and we had basically uh, we had two more rounds the next day and so I didn't get to any of that so yeah you got uh, and then you had to drive yourself back yeah halfway 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 drove and, myself back halfway and then your parents met you to drive you the rest of the way back yeah that is just Damn. hilarious I mean and then to add salt to uh, and it's your right add, foot right your gas pedal you know yes. your driving foot oh, essentially yeah. <laughs> yeah so and I mean both are messed up for one reason I mean obviously like I uh, I've straightened this knee on accident a couple that times ankle looks and I'm swollen. like Ugh. The, the left ankle ankle swollen. Your left I had ankle stitches in the left, left ankle, stitches in the toe. Um, I mean, obviously, just the, the gnarly rashes. But uh, to add uh, insult to injury, I think it was Monday. I was working from home, but like the the morning, like I stood up out oh, of bed. Yeah, this is. I uh, I stood up out of bed, and like blood just starts rushing out of both 
uh, both cuts. And I'm like, I'm not going to work, you know? So I, I did work from home, but like early in the morning, Jillian, my wife had, had already left for, for work. My mother-in-law was there and I was like, man, I've been on painkillers for four days. Like I have finally have to shit. So I was like, I'm <laughs> oh, going yeah, to go, sh- it'll, I'm it'll gonna go shit. Big yeah, time. yeah. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to go shit. So I crutch into our bathroom and I'm like trying to like lower myself. I put my hand on the, um, the bowl, the, um, or whatever the, the base of the, the reservoir and, uh, it breaks. No. Yeah. What? So yeah. All just the like water the porcelain. Fucking... It, it was a, it was a, a chunk broke off of it, but it was like a crack. So the water was kind of like slowly leaking so off. So let's, let's just admit he probably didn't lean. He probably stumbled into it. No, like it was a full, like, <laughs> yeah, you were fully like, putting your pressure yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, so, geez. and I'm like, I'm just having to shit my, myself right now. And I'm like, pull my pants back up. <laughs> Get the crutches, and I'm well, like, because your body starts to relax when you know you're about to sit oh, on the yeah, toilet. It's like, there's no place and like now home. you have to throw yeah, a poop. Yes, right. Now you're throwing and, an and audible, and you have to go to another room. And here's the worst thing: like, it's gotten a lot better, but when the blood was just rushing, like when you get out of bed, the blood rushing to both my legs, like, was so fucking painful. Like that was the one of the worst things is like getting your legs up and then getting out of bed, like the blood rushing down. I was like, fuck, this hurts, this hurts. <laughs> so like that was even worse. So. I'm like Denise, who is my mother-in-law. I'm like, I just broke the fucking toilet in there. Like, can you, can you go fix this? And I'm hobbling to the other bathroom, and I get to the other she's bathroom. She's like, what's the skid mark, Tyler? Well, I get to the other bathroom, so she's emptying it the. Gets better. If you, if he broke the toilet in there, I'm no, leaving. no, no, but I clogged it. So I clogged it. So I was like, I was like, again, I was like, Denise, can you grab me the the plunger? <laughs> Three days of shit, you should know that you need to segment and flush oh, along the sure way. I, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I did. So I <laughs> pretty broke sure. one did toilet, it come out breach or clogged, what happened? clogged the other. The only person <laughs> helped me is my mother-in-law. She prints off the divorce papers <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> uh, Jillian, you're going to decide this, yeah. I promise. <laughs> After what I just saw I'm in just that bathroom. Just, I'm just trying to picture the scene here. I mean, <laughs> so, he's so, bleeding out of his legs. Yeah, don't, don't try not to picture the <laughs> scene. Yeah. He's no, bleeding see. out of his legs. The, the toilet's leaking. I'm in pain. He's in pain. He's got his shit. Clogged the other. He can't walk because he's in pain. <laughs> and I just like get back into bed after that. And I was like, I'm just so fucking pissed. I'm like, gotta work the rest of the fucking day. Like just, <laughs> oh, uh, that is hilarious. Wow. I mean, it couldn't have happened to a better person on the show yeah. <laughs> in the sense that like, I'm glad to this. No, but I mean like, I just remember texting Jillian and be like, I just fucking broke the toilet. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. And I, I just, what I mean by that is like, I'm not happy that you got hurt. But like the stories coming from you are much better than if they would have come from me or Brad. I think. Yeah, <laughs> you're sure. very animated in that sense. You're, oh you yeah. Know. Well, in the sense too that everyone believes that this happened to him. Yeah. Like if I told the story, they'd be like, no, no. But him, oh yeah, oh for sure. They're like, yeah, that's just Tyler being Tyler. <laughs> 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 and the best part is he wasn't even driving the cart. No, I know. No. If he yeah. was driving the cart, it would have still been. Okay, Ooh, and yeah, of course, it makes course sense. Of course, it flips on his side. Yeah, of right. Master. Of course, yeah. Oh my gosh! And, and then, like he my, breaks the other guy's fall. He landed on him. Yeah. That's the best part. And so Jillian's been obviously in, like I have a newborn. She's been insanely helpful because I've I basically she's had to like take care What's of this me. Joker doing over here. Yeah, she's had to take I've care of long me. Enough. The story and, is just rambling on. <laughs> But she's got like the whole time she has like no sympathy. Like three days after, she's like, I think you're milking it. And I'm like, Did you have you seen my fucking toe? What do you think I'm milking this? And I'm like, You can milk anything with nipples. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have nipples, Greg. <laughs> Can you milk me? Yeah. <laughs> we like to reference oh. a lot of movies. All right, what are we? Should we? Let's All right, get to let's this. nose this. I've yeah. already taken a swig of it yes. because Tyler's story just kept going. Is there on an age on. statement on this? Am I so missing it? The moral story is watch Tyler's the, legs watch the look signature. like uh, look like Jack Links. Oh yeah. my God, they do. <laughs> they do. And a blown up old hot store dog. beef jerky. Yeah, yeah. microwaved yeah. hot dog. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a good description. Yeah, microwaved hot dog. Yeah, yeah, like where they just phrase open in the ends and it. Like originally, I got some uh, nuttiness right away, but it's kind of gone away. I'm getting, um, I'm getting like a sweet fruit. Yeah, you know? I was going to say cherry. Yep. I don't know if it's Maybe. a cherry. It's a sweet fruit of some sort, but I, I can't decipher exactly. So I pick up, uh, I pick up like caramel drizzled uh, apricots. So oh, I got I, caramel God, in the very first so nose. Yeah. yeah, it is. I got car- caramel on the first nose, and then like the yeah. second nose, I got the sweet fruit. I yep. try and the not caramel to say caramel went on and vanilla anymore, just because it's like, okay, you got caramel yeah. and vanilla, but yeah, but no, I did. Oh, I did what are you drinking caramel. a bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> That's I didn't know there was an age statement on this. So one sixteen point eight proof, and this is uh, batch nine. You said batch nine. Nice. Yep. Like I said, this is all uh, MGP blended. I do believe there's some. There's a little bit of light whiskey in there. That's where you get in the. Kind of that real nice butterscotchy note as well. Yeah. Oh, butterscotch, yeah. Gosh. I might get that after I take a drink. I'm, for some reason, I get like second notes after I've taken a Ooh. drink. Oh, for sure. Maybe like more subtle. Do you get an allspice? Yeah. Uh, and usually in blends, especially blends like these where they're using some pretty uh, nutmeg? good age stuff. Nutmeg? Man, you got to stop when you're ahead, usually. I mean, when you say something and everyone else gets it, that's when you just got to shut it down. I definitely got the allspice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a spice in this, for For sure. sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's funny that you uh, light whiskey, because this does remind me a little bit of, um, what did we do? The uh, strong strong whiskey and stronger, or whatever it was, strongest, that they sent us. Oh. The American light whiskey that they did. Yes, yes. Yeah. This is honestly... Very complex. I there's. I would. It feels like it drinks like a rye almost. I was yeah. gonna say there's some some peppery like yeah. pepper like peppery some peppery like spice. That's what he has. Yeah. He's got the peppery. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It is. Yes. Uh, like it got peppered by a he's shotgun. Gonna, he's gonna have to be a regular, <laughs> right? Piling on. Um, yeah, this it is, doesn't drink like one sixteen proof at all. Yeah. It doesn't. That's the that's the things that are about that are dangerous about these old Carter yeah. ones. Is they. Um, and they are, yeah, and you're right, Tyler. They they do open up, they change. Mm. Some are spicy. Now, ten, uh, batch ten is also. It, it's similar to this in the complexity of it, but it's also a little bit more of an elegant profile. Okay. You're not you don't get as much spice in batch ten. It's a little bit more rounded in flavor, whereas this has a little bit of edge to it. Yeah. It's not it's not very viscous. Like it doesn't have the like a, no. It almost crazy, dries out at yeah. the end. Honestly, I, it's yeah. not a crazy Which, mouth feel to it. And I think that's from that spice. It just yeah. kind of really lingers yeah. on. And, and then it, I, I get some oakiness in it, too. On my, my last couple of sips, like middle to back of the tongue, I'm getting some oakiness. It's, which is, of, it's not overbearing. It's just it's just right. It's yeah. like It's got a long finish, but it's mellow. It's not like... There's no ethanol not, there's, whatsoever yeah, there's not a, to it's it not at a all. Yeah, there's no... Yeah, it's the yeah. spice finish, not the yes. alcohol finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah sometimes that. it's hard to discern between the spice and the, and the, al- and the proof of it, but... I did get a touch of that butterscotch on the front of my tongue at the very, mm-hmm. very first front of when that first sip. Hits, yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. I do too. Yeah. It is complex though. I also I, I get a like slight, that. I don't know if you guys drink a lot of coffee. I get like this little, yeah. I get like this little, uh, like unroasted core. coffee, like a That's raw coffee. That's what I, I couldn't get my, I, there was something that was bugging me and I was like, well, I don't yeah. know what this is. 
and that's it's a like a it's an like on a, um, an on uh, ground ground coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fresh like a coffee bean. bean. A fresh coffee yeah, bean. bean. Thank you. Gosh. Which is which is indicative to some of the blends that they do. They really. I just tend to get that coffee bean note in a lot of the. I think it's something that Sherry works for when it when it comes to you know the blends that she does, Sherry Carter. So, yeah, they do a great job, guys. Yeah, this is good. I'm gonna have to pick up a. There's bottle nothing this time cooler to me than women in like distilling. Yeah, that just like bourbon too. Well, I mean, generally women women uh, have better noses better and palates. Yeah, than men, for so. sure. I mean, he's told the um, story of his wife. Like, she's not a big bourbon lover, but she's got... It's ridiculous. She nails uh, everything that yeah. I pull out. She'll mm-hmm. she'll uh, she'll know something, and she'll be like, oh, yeah, that's this and this. And I'm just like, whatever. Yep. It's got a good Drink your nose. fucking vodka. Yeah. Well, you guys know why women have smaller feet than men, right? So they can stand closer to the sink and do the dishes. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding for everyone listening. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, They're like death to, we might- <laughs> death to Brett. <laughs> There might be one woman, <laughs> one, one, one chick with me. That's your wife, too. Yeah. And it's your yeah, wife. Yeah. The best part is his wife will text me mm. on a regular basis, but specifically for the show, she'll text me and, and say, oh my gosh, Tyler is such an idiot. <laughs> and she'll listen to the episodes and then text me afterwards and say- And I haven't listened to it. No, he, he's listened to one episode ever. And it happened to be the one where we asked people to give negative reviews on him. I'm like, really? Of all the ones he listens to? <laughs> I was Boston? in the car on my uh, yeah, way so home I, we from... We should have thought that. He's like, through. I lived it. I don't need to listen to it. I, <laughs> I, I had to get through the pain on the, on the drive home. So I was like... <laughs> that that would have added to it. What would overcome this pain is the pain of listening to this episode. <laughs> oh, shit. That was, uh, that, <laughs> that was so funny. And he's like, yes, I listened to it, you assholes. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like this one. No, that's really good. Thank it's you very for good. bringing Thanks that. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. The uh, so, couple things recently. Um, I know we were t- going to talk about some things. I know I don't know if you saw Old Forester uh, today. I think it was announced they're yep, going to start yeah. doing single barrel rye picks. Yep, which is kind of cool. Um, I mean, their old the old Forester rye, the shelfer that they already have, is you know a lot of people like that to begin with. Um, well, I don't I don't know if it's going to be a pick. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make single them available. Barrels, I guess it's, yeah, it's, that's they're going to be yeah. single barrel rye. I'm right. not sure if it's going to be part of their. Program. Pick program, but yeah. the you know the the news the big news story was is and I was lucky enough to have Jackie Zykin on the channel on the uh, on my match and drum channel just talking about some of the new stuff they were working on and she was kind of being very coy about it and you, she kind of does this thing where she kind of shrugs her shoulders and looks the <laughs> other way and usually when she does that it means something's okay something something's yeah. coming <laughs> and she's always yeah and she was she was saying yeah I never like to be on you know live because I. The marketing people think I give away too much. <laughs> so, so she hinted at you know a barrel proof rye coming soon, and and we did we did see, you know we saw some inklings of it out there, uh, you know from photos on social media of people talking about it. Yeah. But you know when it launched, I I thought okay, well this is you know Old Forester is uh it's probably one of the brands that I love just because I feel like they really listen to what the people want. Yeah. You know people were clamoring for a barrel proof Old Forester. You know, for not only just to make it available, but also to make a pick. Uh, and then they did the same thing with the rye. And uh, and their rye for 22 bucks, 23 bucks. It's probably incredible. one of the best ryes 
for, I mean, for that kind of price. For that kind of for price. sure. I mean, and, and that's I think so many people overlook the value of the the price when it comes yeah. into play for those things. It's funny though when you hear Jackie on like different podcasts and they talk about the barrel strength picks that they started doing. Yeah. Like they don't think that their barrel strength is where you should taste it. Like, yeah. They don't they think like that's it proofed down. Yeah, they like it proofed down. But they were like, well, but but like you said, you know the they are listening to the people and what mm-hmm. they want. Yep. And, and the demand right now is for barrel strength, you know, uh, single barrels. The, the secondary for their barrel strength starting to go up, which is kind of annoying. Well, but, well I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah. just pretty much anything everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, talking to Jackie, she likes old forest to proof down. Oh yeah. Most of the stuff. She feels like that's I love where their it stuff. shines and you get, you get most of those flavor experiences uh, from, you know, you add some water to it. Um, and we, when I was, I had her on the channel. And she was talking about the one one seven angel share. Ugh. It was the craziest thing. We added a couple drops of water to it, and it just completely made it more like velvety and, and viscous. Mm. And she did that think, on the Bourbon Road too, and they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it was, yeah, it was crazy. a huge transformation, it was a huge yeah. difference. Uh, so then, um, yeah, but the the barrel proof fry was something that she talked about a lot, and now that it's here, I thought the price point was pretty interesting. Uh, we're looking so. So for you guys out there that don't know about it, the, the single barrel barrel proof rye that's going to be launched from Old Forester is not only going to be a single barrel offering, but it's a nationally distributed product, unlike the barrel the proof and the 100 yeah. proof barrel picks. Yeah. yeah. Those are like, you know, you got to know someone, hopefully someone around is you. Those are only single. Those are only like barrel picks, right? Yeah, correct? those are barrel picks. Gotcha. Whereas they, the rye. They release some themselves, but they're always single barrels, yeah. like either, you know, picked from the store Yeah, you won't just the, ha- the see them sitting on the shelf exactly. somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, unless you go, picked. yeah, unless you go to Old Forcer on the correct day mm-hmm. and they yeah. didn't sell out online when they announced it. You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Or, maybe. you know, if you go to a store local in Kentucky that may have a pick or two. Yeah, uh, or a store you know local to you that does a lot of barrel picks. You know, you just you're not going to really see my, one. I, I grabbed one from my brother recently in Michigan that was yeah. still a ninety proof. Yeah. Oh so, wow, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of those still hanging around. I, I, I was like, I mean, he, he was the one that was just like, really? Like, how old is this? Yeah, yeah. If that was hanging around, you're like, Ugh, I don't know about that one. We, we tried it on the show. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, I just like their mash bill to begin with. I mean, yeah. their standard stuff, I mean, not not even counting their whiskey roast stuff, but just their standard offering. I love their mash bill. I always get bananas of some sort. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I, and like this right here, the old Forester Signature 100. How many times is that one? Twice? Our, <laughs> In our Blinds. Our blind, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, like twenty two dollars, and yeah. I, I'll drink that straight or neat. Sorry, I'll drink that neat, and you know, yeah, I'll prime with it before we start here. And I had some last night, just sitting around, and so, it's mean, such. A, if I don't know what I want that night, I'll just grab that off yeah. the shelf. I mean, there so, have been, there have been some negative stuff around the barrel proof uh, bourbons, just because they are young. Yeah, um, yeah. so a lot of people are picking up on them. They do drink. I've had more hot. They drink hot. Yeah. So if you get one in that 120, 130 proof range, you're going to feel every bit of that what, proof. What is the, the rye going to come out at price-wise? So we're looking at, so just kind of to contrast, we were just talking about how great the $22, $23 rye is. Right. Now we're looking at an $80 single barrel rye. But that's, I mean... But nationally distributed. Yeah. Okay. So there is some, uh, we get... Cheaper and, than the Angel's Envy rye. Cheaper than Angel's Envy rye. And we're not sure what the... Now, if, if I'm a betting man... I'll say that the old forest rye is probably going to be on the young side too. But remember, they're using their heat cycled warehouses, right? So you are getting a little bit more of a force maturation there, a little bit more uh, and rye can be. Are they yeah. going, and too, rye so. is a little bit better, yeah. younger than a, mm-hmm. typically a bourbon does. Are right. they going to be uh, proofed at a certain 
certain mark, or is uh, it going to no, be barrel to barrel? Because they're single barrels or okay. whatever the proof's at. Yep. Gotcha. That's, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. So you guys, so what do you guys feel about that price point? I don't think Maybe. it's unreasonable, especially when you're talking about barrel strength. You're talking about, you know, a brand old Forester that could probably get away with charging $100 a bottle, to be honest. I mean... Hey, man, don't say that on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would sit on the shelves, for sure, because no one would buy it. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I just... And, and you're talking to an old Forester homer here. Like, I love old Foresters. So. I mean, what is 191065? <clears throat> The 1910 and 1920 are both 60-65. Yep. Yeah. Um, both of them are at that point. So, so you're talking about something that's a, a barrel proof that's $15 more? Yeah, it seems barrel? on point to me. That that price point no. seems... I wouldn't be surprised and if later on they increase it. stronger in proof than the 115 or the, you know... The, 115 is, I think, one... Oh, wait, never mind. The 1920... Never or what, mind. Is it up. 115? Is 1920 one, is 115. 1920 is 115. I was yeah. like, there isn't a 1915. 1910 is what? 93? 94 proof? I do you see they changed their labels on the Whiskey Row series? Yeah. yeah. I just saw that the other day. I was like, oh. I didn't see that. They actually, yeah. uh, they actually pop a little bit more on the yeah, shelf. Yeah, I, I thought so too. They made, yeah. bright, they made the front labels brighter. I nice. think I like the older labels better, but you're right. They pop on the I think on the everything. Better. Isn't that Did the they way? change the bottle? <laughs> no, it's just no, the label's bottle, a little crisper, label. and it's got like a little bit of a uh, cleaner look to it. Like the old ones looked a little more worn. Yeah. So yeah. an antique. The 1920 and the 1910 are the the traditional. Not I wouldn't say traditional, but they're the thicker, bigger bottles, right? And then the whiskey row series. That is the whiskey. They're all yeah, but but row. why? I feel like they're more of that. Correct. The whiskey. No, they my, have like a, a taller neck. They have a taller yeah, neck. They have their own shape to them. They're, yeah. they're, the whiskey okay. row series, I think, is more like the barrel picks. Yeah, um, the whiskey row gotcha. series and the barrel picks have the same bottles on them. Yeah. The, uh, their budget bottlings are that. Bottle. I couldn't little, tell you the cheaper. last time I was in a liquor store to buy bourbon. <laughs> I need I'm either, I'm either trying to razz it or in a group. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the razz master. I love razzes. <laughs> like, I, I we've never got some stuff won. we would never get otherwise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's absolutely. I have, so what have I gotten? Uh, we don't Weller, condone on, on Weller on Foolproof, Blanton's Gold. You got, you've gotten two you of got that the Kentucky Cream. You got Kentucky Cream. You've gotten Michter's Barrel. Kentucky Cream. Barrel proof. Whatever. It's Cream of Kentucky. Cream of, I'm like, yeah, sorry. What the hell brand is Kentucky Cream? Cream of Kentucky. Yeah, it's, of it's a bourbon cream. I'm like, is there it's, a, it's yeah. I don't know where my mind it's went. Obscure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, a good amount of stuff that. Yeah, no. That Michter's uh, Toasted I mean. Barrel was amazing. Yeah. That was so oh, good. Oh, yeah. We got the two Michter's. And you got the rye barrel strength, right? The rye barrel strength and the rye toasted barrel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so other news that's come out lately, uh, Four Roses has announced, uh, that with their barrel picks, you're not allowed to put any of your own stickers and stuff like that on it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's kind of an interesting, uh, a turn so, of events. Did so they would just be like, you know how this has a two split label, basically? Would it just basically say on the bottle, like on the bottom of it? They'll like put their own, yeah, label on it that says, you know, pick of like mash yeah. and grape or bourbon enthusiasts or whatever. But no creative artwork or any of that. Stuff. Right. So what, what like that one, like a big has trend a on, on these, on these picks is they'll design their own artwork, make stickers and slap them on the side of the, the, the distributor or whoever the club will slap their sticker on the side of the bottle. Yeah. And I guess there's been some that have not, like, I think there was a Trump Biden one that was out, uh, for, was it New Riff or something yeah. that got yeah, a lot there, of attention? There was one on there. There was, uh, someone made like a Sleepy Joe pick. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, fucking And incredible. I think that they're yeah. trying to distance themselves from 
you know, those types of things. Sure. So, so I get that a hundred percent. Well, I mean, new riff, new riff also made a lot of, you know, with the Rick Pitino label. That oh, was, that the Rick Pitino that one, was, that was that another was, bad one. That yeah. was the famous one that really, uh, you know, made, made some waves in the, you know, please the, tell me it was like Rick Pitino with a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of, well, we, you can look it up later, but yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely, I guess in poor taste, if you want to <laughs> use those terms, but very PC. Yeah. So, so what did Old Forester say? Basically, like you will be banned from no, getting this. Four, four, roses. four roses. Sorry, four roses. Basically, saying you'll be banned from getting a product from us if you put they your didn't own sticker use on there. Any specific language? They just said. So, so basically, when you do these uh, picks, you sign, you know, a, an agreement, yeah. and I guess they've started adding a new agreement to that. So, an, another agreement you have to sign that says you will not basically you know alter the look of the bottle by adding any type of wax or stickers or anything like that mm. and so they don't speak to what the penalty would be and i don't know if it's just them now saying look we had them sign this agreement it's not us you know so if that stuff starts popping up online because technically if you want to put you know after you've purchased it you know, the distributor, I could see them not letting the distributor put the, the stickers on because it still falls under the TTB type, yeah. you know, guidelines and stuff like that of, yep. of labeling of, of uh, bourbon and, and liquor. But like once it gets, you know, I, breaking bourbon, I will say when they do theirs, they usually ship the stickers with the bottle, not on the bottle. Mm -hmm. So if you want to put it on, you can. I Otherwise, think that's a good compromise. And I, I've got one on here somewhere from one of my picks that I didn't want to put on the bottle. I was just like, eh. But... You know, I I kind of see where they're at. They're trying to protect themselves probably from negative publicity. And, you know, it, all it takes right now with cancel culture is one bad label, one bad bottle, and, and then everyone's like, whoa, oh, Four Roses can do it. And even if that's not what really happened. Well, I, th I think that's the big part of it is the whole cancel culture, and th they don't want one sticker to ruin everyone's good time. Right. I mean, I think there are a lot of levels to this. Obviously, I'm always wondering, I'm thinking in the long term, how do you enforce this? Because, like you said, Four Roses... You make the pick, you get the bottles. Once it leaves the warehouse, it goes to the distributor. Once it goes to the distributor, it goes to the store. Right. You're you're two levels away from the three tier. Yeah. So yeah. how how are they going to exactly manage that? Now, I do understand them protecting their brand. If there's something that's uh you know inappropriate or something that's a little bit too uh you know just <laughs> a, a little bit too racy, you or know, whatever, racy yeah. or uh you know controversial you don't really want that associated with your brand. And then, you know, you have other things involved too. Uh, I think, uh, was it Brian Hara? I heard on uh, burn pursuit. He said that, you know, what if, what if Disney, cause we've seen labels right. with some of the Disney characters like frozen in, in and promiscuous, uh, right. you know, situations on labels. Well, and they'll and, go after people. And they will definitely go after They'll you. go after the little guy if they want yeah. to. Like, so they've shown that. So my whole thing though, is on the other side of it. So on one side, you could see, yeah, them protecting your brand. But on the other side, I feel like, you know, it, it is doing a sticker, I think, you know, we were just talking about your first pick mm -hmm. at, at Middle West and whether you're going to put a sticker on it or you weren't, that's, that's a really cool personal experience. Yeah. Some, some people wait their whole lives or a really long time, especially to do, a barrel to do one pick, yeah. especially the way how American whiskey has just taken off in the mm -hmm. last, you know, decade. So you have just such a want for people to get that experience and people want to commemorate that with right. a, with a cool customized sticker and and a lot of the times the sticker is never really about the actual whiskey although you know some stickers do talk about maybe the flavor profile of what it is uh 
but mainly it's about you know something that happened yeah, around that time. around that time. It's your personal stamp. It's your no. personal stamp, yeah. and I think that's a nice personal touch that you can add to it. Um, but again, like kind of policing it and you know keeping a stickered bottle within your group, I think is a really good idea. But if somehow the bottles leak out, you know, on a secondary, the wrong person sees it. Right. There and you know, then you wonder if it's going to start trickling out to other distilleries too that are going to regulate this. Well, what I what I see happening is I, I don't see anything coming of it until, like you said, something like that happens, and then they can just go back and say, "Look, they signed this. Okay, they agreed to this. No more picks for that group. Right? We don't support this. We have this in our disclosure." But I don't think agreement. that'll happen until someone makes a stink of something. They controversial. See. Yeah, that, that will be the first. That will be the first uh, domino to fall. Yeah, that's going to be the first domino fall. Is you're going to if you're a group that does an allocation with four roses and you cross that line, you're just lo- probably lost your allocation. Yeah. That's going to be the first domino to fall. Right. You know, whether, whether it goes beyond that, I guess it depends on how bad the well, sticker is. It might is. just be the warning shot from the, from the distillery to say, hey, we told you guys. And then after that, maybe they just, but they at least said, hey, we took action. We found out about this. We took, and and yeah. again, I think it's all about protecting themselves and pro- protecting their brand. I, I don't really think they care. I think they, they're assuming a position to show they care sure just because yeah. they have to I mean, I, I mean i don't really need the wax or the glitter or right. all the the bells and whistles that hang off bottles but you know to me a sticker i feel like you know there, there's ways to do that that you can you're right yeah. i mean a lot of the people though I, i've seen instagram posts of people's collections and a lot of them they won't turn the label of the bourbon outward they'll turn the label of the picks outward yeah so the the pick yeah labels are showing not the actual bourbon absolutely and so you know they're they're more excited about their individual individual picks than they are about the actual bourbon they have you know the the brand that they have yeah i mean each 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 picks tells a story right and well i mean what do we talk about when we're talking about bourbon all bourbon is about the story and the storytelling and the heritage behind it yeah talking experiencing yeah right and that's that's really part of it you guys want to try this old fit i do actually i want to try that get in there so I mean, speaking of which, you know, that's, we've talked about this on the show and it's been happening for a few years now. It's not like it's a new thing, but to me, I feel like, uh, barrel picks are becoming, you know, the big thing because, and, and I've said why I think so in the past and I'll let you guys kind of talk to this a little bit more, but I think it's a way for these, um, clubs or these people to, you know, add their own, I don't want to say creativity, but basically, you know, put their own stamp on an already existing brand because yeah. what you can find on the shelf, you know, you can find on the shelf. Yep. And for example, like this pick of ours, Middle West Spirits pick that we did, when it's gone, I'm going to be so upset. Sure. Well, that's that what I was going to say. Ever There's be able something to pick up another one. unique yeah. about all of them to know that it's, this is the one and only, this is the only time it's very unique and I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, barrel picks for me and for my channel have been a uh, kind of a newer thing in the past year. Gotten very lucky to do some incredible picks, and it is. It's such a cool experience. There are some experiences that are better than others, for sure. Well, not even just the experience of making the pick, but the experience of being able to have a unique version of that bourbon that you can't yeah. find on the shelf. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yep. I think that's the coolest thing for us is... I mean, you it's, you've, you guys have said this multiple times, and Holy I know God. I have. Hold on, Hold I on. Know. I've got it. I know. Have you nosed this yet? <laughs> yes. This is freaking like, ridiculous. This nose wow. is probably one of the best noses I've smelled in a long time. I, and I yep. I could be off, but I am full butterscotch on this. 
So when I first cracked this open, oh my God, maybe some cherry but old, butterscotch. Old, old Fitz, old Fitz Fifteen, the decanter is an absolute butterscotch. I call it butter pecan, <laughs> uh, butter pecan, butter pecan, butter pecan bomb. Oh and I was wait, I was waiting to taste that and smell that from this. And some of the oak kind of overtook that in the very beginning, but now it's has gotten past the shoulder. Oh, uh, I was I'm full the, the butterscotch, full butterscotch really on coming this. To yes. the forefront again. Yeah, it, I was gonna say like. I got the, this big schnoz, and I like to know a, if I'm right I, or not. Sometimes a note, a note on that: How cool is it? How the how much a bourbon changes as you get through the bottle? Yeah. Like I had a uh, a Blanton's that was just absolutely insane. The last third of it, I was just like, "Holy fuck, this is one of the best bourbons I've ever had," and it was only unique to that. <laughs> Blends. Was that mm-hmm. a, the store pick you had? No, no, that was the very original. That was like my very the first, first bottle, bottle you ever had. Yeah, it was my very, and I don't know if it's just because I kind of had it for so long, like I just didn't want to drink it. You know, I was like, knowing in this market, when's the next time I'll get one? Yeah, um, it is interesting. Like they, they, I see a lot on the forums of you know how long will this, you know, will, will my bourbon last after it's been opened? Right. Oh, yes. Threat. What's that? Jeff Thress. Oh, <laughs> no, there's a lot of that. Like no, people, people ask me ask that, that stuff though. too. Work. Yeah. And it's, I mean, to be honest, I, don't, I mean, I, I think I've seen many different answers. You know, it sits on a shelf in a cold, dark room, you know, no sunlight and it's sealed. Well, it's probably going to keep for a long time. Yep. Um, you get down to the last like fifth or third or whatever of the bottle and, and it'll probably start to deteriorate. It's not the right word, but change quicker. Yeah. yeah. You know, oxidize or yep, whatever. I mean, sure. it, but it'll still be drinkable. It'll still be. Mine was mine was the opposite with that that bottle. Like I got down got to the better. last, and got I was better. like, "This this is." Incredible. And, I mean, that's always a possibility too. Who knows how each individual flavor profile is going to oxidize differently yeah. than another? I mean, especially a single barrel. Yeah. And even and even some small batch products that can be like look at Wild Turkey Rare Brew, which is one of my favorite you know everyday go tos. Even that, from batch to batch, you're checking on the dates on the bottom, and you know, geeking out, looking at the uh, the bottle codes. Um, you know, some of those bottle codes will have different types of age blends in them. I saw that. What How the fuck is good as rare breed? It's a for squirrel. 40, it's a little squirrel. Forty three dollars. It's a rat with a fluffy tail. It's <laughs> squirrel. It's, it's sorry. Right. Literally, squirrel. literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. You guys like squirrel. <laughs> Rare yeah, no, Breed for yeah. $43. I love Rare Breed. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do too. Rare Breed's very good. I love Wild Turkey 101. I like Rare Breed. I like I, I like uh, Kentucky yeah. Spirit. Yeah. I like yeah, I'm a big Russell. I'm a big turkey guy, as you guys <laughs> yeah. probably know. Yeah, so. I mean, it's I love the turkey products. Russell's Reserve. I'm a big, big fan of Russell's Reserve. So we were on our first bourbon trip. Uh, we go every December for his birthday. And the first time we went, we just, yeah, we'll stop at Wild Turkey. Why not? And uh, Eddie's just sitting there. <laughs> yep. Just inside the door, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So we, I wasn't going to buy anything. I was already over budget for the trip because that was our last. We stop. always are, <laughs> right? And uh, so I was like, shit, I'm buying a yeah, bottle for of, real. And I had him sign it, and it's still sitting downstairs. You mean Jimmy? Jimmy, sorry, you said Eddie. Eddie. I, I was like, who Eddie. the? F- You're right. Who the fuck's Eddie? <laughs> cousin Eddie? <laughs> who the fuck's Eddie? I'm just. Oh, all right. Sorry. Anyway, but uh, that squirrel's just. Got balls, man. Just sitting right over there. You mean he's got nuts? nuts. <laughs> you guys are assholes. That was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> too Lobbed easy. that one in a little too soft. Yep. Um, so Back to bourbon. Yeah, what were we talking Dude, about? Your neighbor's got fucking uh, Narnia in his backyard. Yeah, out he here. does. He does. Alice in the Wonderland. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Are, like, are those gnomes alive? I think I so. I think one of them moved. 
It's not the only thing that moved. <laughs> it, it could be this old Fitz, but something moved. Yeah, and, it, I, and I love the sign, don't mow. Thank you. So he went and bought his own mower. We're in a condo, yeah. if you haven't followed the show. Uh, we're in a condo. We have our own whatever uh, lawn service that comes in, obviously, on a routine basis, <laughs> based on the jungle in my backyard. And so he went and bought his own mower, and uh, he mows it because they... The way we've done our backyards is they can't get the riding mower back here. So what they'll do is just come in here with freaking Fucking weed, weed whacker and just oh, Jesus. mow the lawn with the weed whacker. And we're and like, scalp it. what are you doing? Yeah. And so he just puts a don't mow up there and he brings up his own lawnmower and, and mows it. That's and fair. That's why his looks better than the rest of ours. That's fair. <laughs> Mine's like a jungle, man. Look, it's ridiculous back there. Yeah, man. They need a better I'm weed I'm a grass whacker. guy, though. And he's <laughs> oh, got a bunch dude. of... Uh, my grass looks phenomenal. Well, he's, he's, had to, growing. he's got uh, a dog, and the dog is a female, so she's killed a lot of the grass. Yeah. So he oh. has to keep constantly replanting, and who knows if he's getting the same seed every time. But oh. so well, but You don't want that growing. It still Whatever looks, he's got growing, you don't want that. It still looks better than mine. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so uh, this Fuck old you guys, I took a drink of this. So yeah, so the old fits. What do you guys right. think of this one? Oh. I haven't taken a drink yet. 100, 100, I did. 100 proof, 16 years old. Uh, obviously, Heaven Hill, Wild and Bond. Um, I was lucky enough to oh get this bottle. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to you about the mash and drum picks that we've been so lucky to do. Um, I fucking fly in your forehead. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, <he> does. <laughs> I don't care. Sorry, <laughs> he's I bliss was, right now. You get so yeah, sidetracked on this. I'm he, so sorry. No, but he's he's so happy. He doesn't even care. This is I very. very <laughs> I was like uh, Pence in the freaking uh, debate. <laughs> you looked like you're like from Zimbabwe for a second. They were just chilling on you with no care. I didn't no. care. He didn't. He's got old fits in his hand. He doesn't this care. This is good. This is there's good? A, there's, this is there's, dessert in a glass to me. Is what this yeah, is. Yeah, I, I was very surprised. Heaven Hill stuff to me tends on the older stuff. Gets a little bit on the oakier side especially once you get past 12 years old but the weeders i feel like do really good with age yeah yeah well i mean weeders age slower anyway traditionally yeah. <laughs> there's a unique just, note in this that i just can't pinpoint that's a surprise i know <laughs> no the butterscotch really shines through it, it, it's a buttery it's it's got some viscosity to it it's um it, it's just full mouth you know flavor it's hitting me. I like. I'm gonna have to dissect this for a second because it's hitting me on every drink. Is There's it uh, is a little it, bit is different? It, is it furniture varnish that you're getting? No, I'm getting this, and I could be completely off, but <laughs> I'm getting like Gosh. carrot cake raisin, raisin, oh, raisin. raisin for raisin. sure. Yeah, but raisin. it's yeah. it's raisin from a carrot cake that's got that sweetness. <laughs> so like carrot cake's got yeah, that yeah, very yeah. cream no, cheese, that's funny. and yeah. that's the butterscotch that I'm getting, and then yep. the raisin with it. God. Yep. I'm fucking weird, man. No, I'm sorry. Raisin, oh, raisin, listen, that's raisin the stuff that people can relate point. to. That's, yeah. that's when a, we just say caramel and vanilla, thing. you know. I got you're actually, there's like a yeah. see the biggest nose this is, man. I got, I got the Italian schnozzle. Yeah, I don't know. You, man. <laughs> I just got this big schnoz and I pick up stuff and I don't know. I was so afraid because I had COVID and I'm like, my nose. I mean, when I when I when I do reviews, that's how I that's how I describe my flavors. I mean, you guys have seen, it all comes back to food and growing up and what my grandmother cooked. You and Big Chief both. I I love listening to your guys' takes on that. Like he'll cereal, some sort of cereal every time it feels like. Well, he likes weeder, so he's always calling out Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, Fruity Pebbles. uh, Which which I totally get. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I had an old elk pick. Uh, My my group did, uh, we did an old elk pick uh, last week. Love old elk. Yeah, and we smell them like, there it is, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Totally got it. It's like, there, old elk. I mean, let's just. I'm going to interrupt you here. Sorry, yeah. but old elk. Their weeded bourbon 
at the higher proofs mm. is freaking ridiculous. It's phenomenal. Well, look who's distilling it, guys. Well, yeah, Greg, Greg Metz, Metz, I mean, absolute legend. Yeah, and and so we did. He was on one of our podcasts, and he did. Um, we had some barrel picks from bourbon enthusiasts that yep. were uh, bourbon or barrel strength weeded bourbon, and uh, that's by far uh, one of my favorite picks that I've ever had. That it yep. is so good, like the weeded bourbons from from Old Elk. I just he knows what's going on. That's all. Yeah, I, we uh, we picked a we picked a weeded bourbon and a wheat whiskey. Yeah. Oh yeah, their uh, weeded whiskeys are good. The wheat whiskeys were very good, but the weeded bourbon we got was like a whole nother yeah a whole nother level. It, it it tasted like it was like it like if you guys have had a toasted rye, it tasted oh. like it was toasted. I love but toasted, it, but it's not toasted. Yeah. It has like a uh, mm-hmm. um, it has like a chocolatey, smoky yet sweet. Like flavor profile too. We're like, this is. I get a lot of like marshmallowy stuff on yeah, toasted things. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's that yeah. like light. I don't know. There's something about the light marshmallow, toast. the graham yeah. cracker. You get all that. that good I stuff. love all yeah. of that. It's so yeah. good. So I, I've heard you on other podcasts, did, and, and is, you probably get sick of talking about this, but talk about the mash and drum and and how you got started and and just kind of obviously where they can find you and stuff like that. I don't want to forget to do that later, um, but uh, just. You know, how did it start, and, and now it's progressed. I mean, you've got a ton of views on every episode now. Yeah, it's, uh, it blew up a lot faster than I thought it would. Uh, I, uh, I I grew up in New York, um, moved to Ohio, and it was right at the point in my life where I was really getting into whiskey. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of did the whole, uh, you know, craft beer thing. Yeah, absolutely. Really got into craft beer. I did, too. Yeah. Huh? You did I didn't. Oh, I did. I, I got into craft did. beer big time. Yeah, I, I drank craft beer, but yeah, right. I never. I never. I, I'm got a piss beer it. guy. Yeah. I, I love my Bud Lights and my Lining Kugel Summer Shandy and all that. That's the stuff. Lining Kugel Summer Shandy. That's a, that's a solid pour, man. Uh, well, but yeah, I'm just I'll saying. Take like, it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you, I was kind of going through it, and when I moved here, uh, I, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't really have any friends here or anything like that. So I started. Uh, immersing myself and you know really wanted to learn more about whiskey and bourbon because i was i moved here in 2016 i started really diving in and drinking bourbon probably like 2011 2012 when you could still get stuff i guess i just wasn't smart enough and you know to stock up just yet (laughs) so uh (laughs) so yeah so um what's his uh (laughs) pappy sitting on the shelf i'll pass yeah exactly (laughs) oh 80 dollars 90 dollars yeah that's crazy i actually remember uh one of the first visits i did when i came here i saw elmer t lee just racked up on the shelf and uh, oh god and i'm like oh what is that crazy bird i don't know that's i'll i'll leave that there nobody (laughs) i'm not spending if i go back in the future (laughs) it would just be to go back and buy bourbon (laughs) (laughs) be a millionaire yeah so uh so yeah i I kind of found this whole whiskey community on YouTube and uh, started watching a lot of different channels. And the thing with me was, is nobody really talked about the history of what was in the, in that bottle. Yeah. People were giving their opinions and going into a little bit of the details of it, you know, but it was mostly what was on the label, the H statement, what bottle and bond means, how, you know, what bourbon, straight bourbon, you know, the the, the the usual, the, the usual facts, but not, you know, taking a deep dive of where the history came from. All these bourbon distilleries are somehow interconnected, all the names. Um, uh, so that's what I wanted to do and kind of bring as a channel. So, uh, yeah, I moved into my house in 2018, and I had this little little room that I was like, that's going to be my, my whiskey room. And uh, down the line, it just turned into a studio, and yeah, about 50,000 subs later, man, doing, doing it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's awesome. How big is that room? It's... Uh, Oh god! I just measured it uh, not too long ago for tax purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's like twelve feet by. I think it's like twelve by ten. 
It's not that big. No, that's not huge. It's not huge, but it's every facet of that room. There's about 720 bottles in that oh, room. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. I've got, what do I have, 280? Yeah, I was going to say closer so, to 300. Yeah. yeah. It's close, well, it's probably closer to 300 now. I haven't put some stuff in my Have you thought about expanding that? Just take over your whole basement? No, I mean, basically, I kind of want to, I mean, maybe eventually. I think maybe if I go to a next house, I'll actually turn the whole downstairs into maybe a cool like a speakeasy 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 type deal but right now it just kind of started in that room i did not know how you know when you're when you're planning for it yeah yeah you're like i I don't know how big this is gonna get and you know i mean yeah i guess you don't really have to indulge this but have you made some okay money off of youtube or is it just more of it's opened the door for some pretty cool experiences. Yeah, I think I think a little bit of both. both. Um, you definitely make some money off of YouTube with the with the ads and all the ad revenue and on top of that I have a great uh, Patreon nice uh, following and you know they contribute to the challenge to get kind of you know the channel keep the lights on and and also uh, to get in on all these great barrel picks we're doing now. That's so, cool. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's been great. I've been really, really lucky and blessed to have, you know, folks like Fred Minnick on. Me and him did a double. We did the Mash and I Minnick. I saw that, yeah. Which is a, a back to back episode, which is great. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about Jackie Zykin, Greg Metz, Dr. Pat Heiss over at Wilderness Trail, uh, Camel Brown, the friggin' president of, I'll never forget that one. Camel Brown comes on the channel and he's in uh, at his brother's house and he's just, you know, he's in his dress shirt. Got a rocks glass filled with rocks, <laughs> and he opens up his brother's old Forester birthday bourbon, and he just freaking pours a huge glass. Everybody in the chat is going, "No, what are you doing, Campbell?" <laughs> he's like, "I like it iced out. I like it," and he's having a good time. That was, uh, I'll never forget that interview. That's the bourbon road. Yeah. They say your bourbon, your way. Huh? Well, that's the thing. You, you know? just kind of uh, drink it how just, you want to drink it. You just kind of, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you can't fault him. He's the president. He's yeah. got to drink it how he wants to drink it, what guys. Do you, what do you, so what's your take on that? Like, you look at these forums and you get someone who shows, like, we have a friend that just always roasts the forums by putting a <laughs> bottle of Blanton's beside a bottle of Coke and said, oh, I can't wait to whatever. Just to, it, yeah. just, just to, to piss get, people off. Yeah, just to piss people off. And he probably yeah. drinks it that way, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> he, I'm sure he does. Like, I'm sure he does. But uh, he does it. He knows it's just going to give everyone a rise on the on the forum. Yeah, of course. And there's plenty of people that, I mean, I get a rise out of people who are just, you know, throwing a bottle of Blanton's in the air because I can't stand the stuff. <laughs> but, uh, so, so you don't like Blanton's, right? It's not that I don't like Blanton's. I, you don't I, like the hype and I everything I don't like the it? hype and the chase of it. God, Martel would just fucking... Yeah. Jerk yeah. him off. No, yeah. I, I, I said the same. So if, if I have a bottle of E.H. Taylor and a bottle of Blanton's beside each other, I'm yeah. grabbing the E.H. Taylor. Yeah, it's just... That's it's just, just... I've seen too many situations in stores of great people that I know in stores with guys that come in and they act just like, you know, they act like assholes because they can't... They're mm-hmm. trying to get Blanton's and that's... They're calling 24-7 to get Blanton's and you get like, what the fuck is with the Blanton's? It's because yeah. yeah. like, all these like Hollywood things. If you notice how many movies it's in in the background... Yeah. Like John Wick, right? Yeah. And John Wick, when yeah. they give him, they're and like, I got something for your pain. And they I, gave him a bottle of Blanton's. And I get that part of it. But it's like, guys, like, you know, just educate yourselves a little bit. The horses. It, it used to be yeah. an eight to nine-year-old bourbon in that bottle. Yeah. And a beautiful horsey top bottle. It, you were looking at six-year-old bourbon now because yeah. Buffalo Trace is trying to keep up with the demand. Yeah. and to, Props to them for fucking having they're, they're a product trying. that's in high demand. Yeah, I mean, they're trying. Well, like everything else they, they yeah. put out. I, I always say. True, they could, are. It's crazy. You could do the Colonel Taylor, uh, you know, special release they do every year you could age it in his freaking old ass 1897 underpants and 
people will sell it for eight grand on the secondary. We use you New York came out when you said underpants. Yeah, you New York super came out when I get heated. The the New York starts coming out. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so underpants. Yeah, You made him sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was not get to the Austrian. It's it's underpants, not underpants. Underpants. You had it until the aunts. Stick around with your underpants. That's good. That's good. I got to get to my underpants. So, so yeah, it's. I understand the want of blends, and it's. I don't dislike blends. I do feel like. For a six-year bourbon, you do get some. I've come across more mediocre to flat ones than really good yeah. ones. I will say for me, though, if I am going to buy a bottle of blends, if I am looking for one, I tend to look for the lower ricks because just in my experience personally, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do or if it's there's no right or wrong. Obviously, if people see a bottle of blends for retail, they're going to grab it yeah. no matter what. But for me, if I'm actually going to spend the money I want, I look for a lower rick one because those tend, for whatever reason for me personally, they tend to be sweeter. Yeah, than a normal than a you know one so on a higher rate. My, I I'm always arguing on the uh, the you know the inverse side of this. If I put it in a blind taste with you know six other bourbons, I feel like nine times out of ten I'm going to be like, that's bland. Okay, like to well, me it's, it's, it's just, definitely recognizable. If you've yeah, had it yeah, before, it's, it's recognizable. It's unique yes. in that yeah. sense. I mean, secondary, it's still. Only really goes for a hundred dollars. It's not like Elmer Horse T. Lee. Shit. I've that's seen that for like, like two hundred lately. For, but for idiots, like that's just absurd. <laughs> secondary stuff. for idiots. For, yeah, no. There's like secondary and there's secondary for idiots. It's yeah. a tiered so, system. It yeah. really is. But so it never. It's not like Elmer T. Lee. That's a fifty dollar bottle that goes for three fifty now or three twenty five. You know. You, usually, if you're buying secondary for, it's still only a hundred dollars. Still only double the price, and. For me, I can always pinpoint the uniqueness of that as Bland's. It's not complex. It's not like very de- you know deep in taste. It's just, it's just I can just yeah, it's, it's Bland's. It's, it's a good, just yes. sweet Buffalo Tracy yeah. bourbon. And and you know, I guess at retail fifty fifty five dollars, yeah, and like I compare it to it's hard to beat. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I tell you that for for retail, it's tough. It's tough to pass, for sure. It gets. I, I, but, I would say it just gets such a bad, you know, it, knock now because everyone that's right. Again, right. like you said, everyone just wants it for some stupid well, reason. It's just like you everyone know, hating yeah. on like the Yankees when they're winning every year. I'm or a fan, on, so take it easy. Now you're, <laughs> now, you're <laughs> now you're hitting home. Now the New York's really going to come <laughs> yeah. out. All right. So so we'll go. We'll go, we'll, go, we'll go. Nineties. We'll go nineties. Hating yeah. on the Braves when they're winning yes. every year. How about that? Is that better? <laughs> Can we say um, Patriots? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Patriots yeah. works. That works. Patriots. Fuck yeah. Tom Brady. So, <laughs> but but honestly, like you're going to have people hating on it just because it's popular. For one. That's one. That's true. For two, I always agree with you. For your first bottle, pay the secondary. If you want to get it, pay your yeah. secondary, get the bottle. Then you can have it. Then you can talk about it. Then you can at least show it off, whatever. And then you can find out if you really, truly like it. For me, I did that. That's how we got your first bottle in Kentucky. Second. That oh, was second bottle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for your birthday. I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But at so, that point, I was like, I'm never finding this shit again. Yeah, so why so, not? <laughs> <laughs> and and I got lucky, kind of like you. When I first got into to bourbon, it wasn't as long ago as you. But when I got into it, it wasn't as blown up as it is now. And yeah. I was buying stuff off, you know, on allocation days. I work from home, so I'm able to go on allocation days to stores. Yeah. 
I, but I wasn't going at 6 a.m. to wait in line. I was going at 8.55 when they'd open at 9, and I'd walk in, and I'd be the sixth or seventh person, and I'd grab something and not even realize what I was getting because I just didn't know. I have an E.H. Taylor single barrel that I had no idea. I thought I was getting a small batch because I didn't know there was a difference at the time. Yep. And uh, and I've still got it sitting downstairs, and it's still not my favorite. Compa- I like small batch better. but I, At least from that single barrel. Sure, sure. But but my point is is you know I, I got lucky and got a whole bunch of things that first like six months not knowing yeah. I was just like oh that's a new neat bottle I you know and I was passing up on certain things that I didn't know what it was either and like midsummer is, night's dram and things like that or and this midwinters is, when, I mean, when you started <laughs> doing this this is a little bit more before the line crazy started yeah like I mean Giant Eagle y- hadn't gone yeah. to Saturday uh, yeah yeah you yet. you would yeah. even start, I mean we're not talking about 2012 but I mean, we're talking about no, two like, years ago. And people would still show yeah. up in line, but it's not like... It was like five or six people in line. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And you could show up five minutes beforehand, and there and would be... you'd be the sixth yes. or seventh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. And mm-hmm. and there might be a little bit of a craze on a day where Blanton's was coming at that time, but it wasn't like it is It's not it like is it is now. today. Yeah. Today, yeah. like everybody knows, when it's... you, I always know when I go to the liquor store when it's Blanton's day, because the line... Is always exceptionally long, yeah. Compared to other, and guys. what's I, funny about that is, is they they don't normally get more than two cases. So, like, if you count twelve people, turn around and go home. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you, you doing? Know, you know, it's wild. I went, and then they a, get pissed when they don't get one. That's like, what I've seen. That's why I made that whole video, the overhyped bourbon. Yeah, that, that was a good video. I like that. And one. at the end, I saved my the best for last, which was Blanton. Blanton. Yeah. Like, I literally watched, and the whole reason why I made that video is I literally watched some fifty year old man throw a fucking temper tantrum because he couldn't he waited too long to find out that he couldn't get his horsey that day <laughs> his and horsey he, and he That's fucking great. and he flipped out and he was just yelling insane. at the clerk you had me you said that you know we were gonna you were gonna bring it out in like two hours been here for four hours uh, like totally throwing a hissy fit uh and i'm like i i can't take it anymore this is ridiculous over a did anyone tell him off um i uh Nobody really did. The you know I, I'll I'll give a lot of credit to uh, my my guys over at Kroger. They totally remained calm and said, "Look, look, sir, we can't we can't control." I mean, in a, in a moment where he could have maybe went off and possibly lost his job if he's treating the customer like that. But at the same time, you know, the guy has to understand. You know, it, it's not just taking. You're not just walking in a truck and picking up the. The, yeah, the case of blends yeah. off the truck and putting them on the trolley and rolling them right out to you. I'm like, God, there's pallets of of alcohol coming in here. Oh yeah, I'm like, guys, there's, there's vodka, there's cognac, there's uh, yeah, it's you know, not just schnapps. bourbon day. It's not just right. bourbon day. There's a lot of stuff that they have to get through, especially when you're talking about a Kroger or a Giant Eagle or these places that have big stores with a lot of inventory. Yeah, you can't just expect they're going to go and cherry pick the blends to bring it out to you, sir. You know, you have to. But a lot of people don't understand that. They think they could just they should just be able to walk in. The bland just appears, and they can buy their horsey <laughs> top and walk out. Walk and buy their horse there's, right. a, there's a lot of stuff that goes on into that, and you know, then I've been extremely lucky on yeah. the bland's front. I've got all the well, toppers yeah, except for the case. S. Yeah, we got a case. We yeah. we were able to buy a case. There you go. Um, and it wasn't that much over retail, and I was willing to yeah. pay it because yeah. we were getting a case, not, the, not the bland, one. The Bland's marketing game, though, the bottle is yeah. strong. Oh, it's, it it's is. Good. Yeah, it's a cool bottle. It's a very, very and cool the, bottle. And the different letters collecting the tops, yeah. kind of like, you know, the uh, Blade & Bow keys, keys and things like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Blade & Bow. I had some Blade & Bow 
I can't talk. Blade and blow. Blade and blow. <laughs> blow hey. some blades. Yeah. Now Ooh. is that now uh, is that a sticker idea? We might get in trouble <laughs> for it. Blow. Blow. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I had some of that last night and it was delicious. I forgot how much I it enjoyed is, that. It is yeah. pretty good. Their Solera. I don't even know if they're still doing the Solera process, but uh, I know they said they were going to. Is this your blend? I want to. I was going to say. I want to try the blend. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want this so little fits to go away. Let's but talk it's, about it's your blending process. I've heard that this is like a really really. You know, uh, compared to just doing like a barrel pick, for example, yeah, yeah, doing a blend and and I having to glass. Here you go. Having to uh, there should be some unused ones over there. About like yeah, thirty glasses. Well, well then. <laughs> well, you didn't. You forced us to. Yeah, we each brought I mean, four. This is true, jackass. Um. So so this is a brand called Rye Three, and the um through a distiller called Phenomenal Spirits. So Matt Witzig is actually the master uh, blender Ooh, there. Smells good, and he um. He cool. he gets some bottles from MGP. Uh so this is a blend of Canadian uh Canadian rye, uh uh Indiana rye, and then you have some twelve year old light whiskey in the blend mm. as well. So uh so Matt Wissig is the former um he, he worked on the first fourteen blends over at Joseph Magnus. Oh. He did the first fourteen cigar blends. Cigar blends before nice. he moved on to do right. uh, you know, so he worked with Nancy Fred. So the dude knows how to blend. Yeah. So, uh, so we asked for a little something different with this one. Uh, you know, they were doing some single barrel, you know, picks of, of this blend. Uh, but to make this kind of stand out, we, we want to do a little something different. So he allowed us to play with some different barrels. And uh, so obviously this, this blend was done in the time of COVID, obviously. So we couldn't go on site and do it. So basically what he did is he sent us kind of a couple of proprietary like mother blends that he had. Uh, so his Kumer, which is basically like the, the base blend that you start with. Yeah. And then he sent us about three different MGP barrels to, uh, to toy with some blending and, and some like proportions. slowly and start mixing them to decide how you want to make your own so blend? Or so how does that... So basically the thing was is he's like, he's like, all right, so we could blend with one of these MGP barrels. So basically, let's, first let's find out what the proportion would be. Uh, and then also then we could find out what... Well, first, what barrel do you want? What what barrel blends with this with this Kumer first, and then from there we'll uh, we'll go with uh, proportions. So it was a lot of fun. We did not expect that at all. We thought we were okay. getting three samples and we we're going to pick one, but the fact that we got to actually do a, do a fun blend that's, that's, was really that's cool. Awesome. Kind of reminds me of that Bourbon Thirty that we did in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where we like made our own like I'm sure you know Bourbon Thirty there in Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely. And we went through and thieved all those barrels, and we made our own blends, and we were we in were, there doing it like. Thieving, and we were so that. drunk that at that point, at the end, we were like, ah, fuck it, let's do this blend. I'm 75, 25, like 50, 50, whatever. Um, That's how they get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a great time. Yeah. I immediately get uh, like a green apple. There's some like tartness. Like you, the green, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have picked green apple, but there's it's, like a tartness. It's a crisp, like a sweet tart. And it's really crisp. But like it's a, like a crisp apple. Oh, <laughs> a Granny Smith. No, I just the this all the nose. It's hitting me. It's not like a. It's a crisp smack to the nose. It's not I like I've not expected this. Yep, it's a, it's definitely unique. Uh, it, it's it's opened up quite a bit as it's gone past the shoulder, and it's really some sweeter. You'll see on the palate some of the sweeter flavors come out. It's really sweet on the nose, and then on the palate you're gonna get. I'll, well, I'm curious to see so, what you guys will get. So, side note: speaking of Canadian whiskey, yeah, what do you think about Caribou Crossing? 
it's it's okay. Okay. I mean, it's a nice little I, Canadian knockoff of Blanton's. I I I fucking <laughs> he doesn't I mean, like it, and he loves Blanton's, which is funny. Well, I had the I I knew that's what it was. I don't think it I tastes mean, like no, Blanton's. No, no, no. I know, but like it's yeah. made by them, right? It's it's a buffalo or, a or is it Sazerac? Sazerac? It's yeah, a, yeah, it's a Sazerac. Product. Where is it? Where is it made? I don't know. Uh, Canada, uh, Canada. Okay. Eh? <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, Providence, eh? So, like, I I opened it up and it was like, this is disgusting, and I rarely say that. But really? I don't know if that was again. Like, have you I have revisited to. I it have now not. That, yeah, I'm getting not. more green apple out of this, by the way. Like, the further this is one of those ones, the further I hold it away from my nose, the more. Like green apple tartness. So a little a little weird trick that I do when I'm when I'm doing my reviews, as I as I bring the glass to my nose, like towards mm-hmm. my face, I I'm already breathing in. I don't wait until it's okay. up here. I get crazy different scents as I'm as it's coming up to my nose. Okay. That I and it's the weirdest thing. Like I'll pick up, like as I bring it. Like I remember the first Are time you I breathing did that. Through your nose or through your mouth when you do it? Through my nose. Okay. Yeah, mouth a little open so you don't get the ethanol. But yeah. I... Like when I do that, I get like a slight like pineapple note. There's a little, there's a little like uh, pineapple. God, I would have never guessed pineapple, and I like I'm sitting there. You guys are saying mm-hmm. uh, green apple, green apple, and green I'm like, smooth. I'm like, I, I get that, but I that wasn't hitting it for me. And then when you now said that, pineapple, I mean, I'm like, all right. Now that I think yeah. of it, a little bit, but I'm I still get more green apple, green apple than pineapple. Yeah. But like, I mean, I I felt green apple when you said it, but I was like, yeah, that's just not quite pinpointing it for me. But I think pineapple, like you said, I think that's. There's a pineapple, especially on the palate. Do you get a nice little spike of pineapple? Whoa, co- coconut. You just drink, and then it. and then all that spice. Just take a drink. Yeah, all that rye spice. All right, I'm going in. It's very good. The rye, you don't know it's a rye until it finishes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's, you're I, right. And I wouldn't say that's what we were going for. Mm. We were just yeah. really mm. looking. We were just really looking for what the best MGP barrel, what barrel would go best with that, proprietary with that blend. That was a delayed burn at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good, it's a rye burn. It's not a, it's not exactly. an alcohol burn. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a peppery spice. Yeah. That's what we want. We wanted, we wanted to keep, we wanted, some, delay. we wanted like a nice, complex, sweet, easy sip and rye. But with that, I always look for, I judge very hard on a, on a finish for a whiskey. Yeah. I don't like a finish that goes away and you don't taste anything. Yeah. Like, you know, you got the guys. Oh, this like, is for sure. Yeah. When you got the guys that you know that say oh, it's so smooth, does anyone get it? And I get it, but you know I like something that holds on. I agree. I mean, yeah. there's a difference though. Like there's some finishes that make me think, you know, almost like a <laughs> yeah. reflux. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And that's not what I'm getting here at all. I, yeah. There was one we those had. Are the, recently. Those are the finishes I don't like. I had a terrible finish that I won't mention. Does anyone get oh, tobacco? God. Oh my god, <laughs> that yeah. was so bad. I got tobacco on this. Actually, it's a little bit more on the front for me. This is a great. I don't know if you guys are into cigars. This is an absolutely stellar cigar whiskey because <sighs> Jeff would be all about that yeah. for sure. If you have a, um, I do like. If, if you I'm have into it, yeah, as much as Jeff is, but I do like cigars. Like a like a dark, uh, like a dark and sweet cigar with this rye. It just brings oh. out flavors mm. on both sides. I just feel like I got a little bit of dark chocolate or something. Mm-hmm. We got we actually called out on the nose when we first uh, did the blend. Uh, it smelled like Sprite, lemon lime. So I'm not kidding. You. <laughs> so after my first drink, I was just smelling, and I was like, "That makes this sense. smells like fucking lime." <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's yep. maybe it's that's like funny. I mean that's, that's real you, funny. Sprite kind of has that's that. That's the green like, apple. I'm sure I'm, that's the green apple. It's, it's the lime. The lime. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and what's what's God, fucking awesome? I'm so, I'm so suggestive when it comes to like I don't. And, and my problem is, is I can smell this stuff and I can taste this stuff, but I can't name it. Yeah. And then as soon as I hear it, I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm that's getting it. lots of lime. Mm-hmm. It's weird because after my first drink, I always get way different. You do flavors. You do, of course. Um, and it just really must be where it's to, well, it's that first rush yep. of flavors, yeah. and mm-hmm. then you know, you, once, once your palate gets used to, when it. you go back to the nose, like that's I, funny. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, bourbon, or you know, in this case, rye, that I'll nose, I'll drink, and I'll go back, and I'll almost nose what I'm drinking. Then you know, yeah, yeah of course. But but I, I find think it amusing that I got knocked for interrupting people. I know, right? right? This guy. <laughs> I'm going to leave um, a review. This motherfucker. <laughs> so, parentheses, New York accent. Yeah, this right. motherfucker. <laughs> that's like a half Arnold. Like, I yeah. love it. A half Arnold Schwarzenegger, half New York. That every was, accent that was I better, do. Though. That was better. It yeah, turns into accent like. Every turns into Arnold. It turns into Australian for me. That was halfway yeah. through the set. Yeah. That was like. Yeah. Say Australian. Yeah. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Get your underpants. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, the underpants. That was great. Cheesecloth, cheesecloth filtration. But the nose still tastes like the nose. Like it, it's not to me. Like when I come back to it, it's not taking on uh, the like the scent of the taste mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah, no, I definitely think, and I like that when like they're complete when they're crazily completely separated crazily? And, and crazily crazily separated. It's a yeah. it's it a sounds like a delicious snack. We got crazilies over here. <laughs> I feel like you know where are you two from that would pick up in uh, Southern Ohio, Southern Ohio, crazily yeah. Southern yeah. Ohio. That's, that's a Ohio. Youngstown. That's a Youngstown where they yeah. instead of saying th they say t. Southern, that southern, uh, southern, the utter, southern. the utter. That's a Youngstown thing. Yeah, that's like a Long Island thing. You well, you don't yeah. say you don't say Southern State Parkway. You say Southern State Parkway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a. I think that makes sense because I think a lot of mafioso people they they settled from New York In into Youngstown. Youngstown. Well, oh, it's a huge Italian population. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. I've never yeah, been. Well, to that Youngstown. was very. That was very racist. I just said mafioso. <laughs> I said Italian. <laughs> Right, you immediately well, Italian assume Italian is a nationality, oh. not a fucking so race. So Italians are mafia people, though. That's well, what you're implying. The, 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 the actual God, the, what an the, asshole. The mafia in uh, Youngstown is huge. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, it was huge. cousin Teddy. I hope yeah. you're not listening, <laughs> <laughs> cousin Teddy. It was Brett that said all of this. Brett Bryan, PO Brett. Box. <laughs> um, <laughs> make him an offer. Uh, On the day of my daughter's wedding. No, so uh, my sister back in high school dated a guy whose dad was a huge real estate magnate magnet magnate whatever you know what i'm saying so anyway he used to work in youngstown and he told us this story one time and i was like he's full of shit um and uh basically said that he was doing business in in youngstown and got basically kidnapped at gunpoint taken to a place and and told if you don't back off of this development we're going to kill you and he told us all this and we're like what the fuck ever you know whatever and uh i was we're from southeastern ohio so like we were thinking yeah sure whatever (laughs) and then when i grew up a little bit later um my oldest son the mom lived in youngstown and so i would go out there all the time and every time i went out there the headlines on the paper were just like racketeering and yeah and all these mafia type things i was just like what the f- it really is and so then i dug down a little deeper and found out this is 
right around the time of the internet becoming a thing. And, uh, you know, found out that, like, the Youngstown was basically the central hub between, like, Chicago, New York, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and all yeah. that. And so th- a lot of mafia families uh, lived there. Yeah. And I guess the DeBartolo family was really big into the mafia. And I know, you know, the owner for the 49ers. Oh, yeah, the DeBartolos. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, so they were really big my, in the mafia. At I one think point. my, um, I don't know if it's my, I think it is my in-laws that are associated with them somehow. So, I've got a story. I've never told this story on the podcast. So, I worked for a company uh, back in the day. It was around 2000. And we, our claim to fame was we, re- we really, I can say it now. Cause was this I, the Japanese porn? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, actually. Okay. Um, so we <laughs> Way reversed, to ruin it, dickhead. So, we, that wasn't the <laughs> point of the story. You have told that on the, that's what no, I was no, like. No, you no, no, but that wasn't that the point of this, not this story. So, our claim to fame was we reverse engineered Windows Media Streaming on Linux boxes. And so if you're a nerd, that means something to you. If not, just go along with the story. So Linux boxes at the time were, were stable. You could, you know, run them forever without them having to be rebooted. Windows wasn't the case. So, so these places that needed their streaming to be up all the time would come to us for their streaming. Well, we got a letter from Windows, a cease and desist basically saying, Hey, you reverse engineered our stuff. We don't want you, you know, uh, using our stuff anymore our technology and and we're telling you we're going to sue you if you don't stop so we're sitting there thinking what the hell like we're actually promoting your streaming you know uh technology you think you would want us to actually use your technology and reverse engineer it and make it stable so that people would actually use your technology because you'd still have to use their encoders you still have to use anyway so we have this flight we go out to redmond and uh we go into their it's this big boardroom there's four of us. They they pull all the fancy bullshit, you know, the the power play stuff. Our seats are lower. They come in. There's four of us, and it's a huge boardroom. Huge boardroom. So we're sitting in there by ourselves for like 10, 15 minutes. And no, they, they got to make you wait. Yeah, and then they come in, and they've got like probably interns and all this. 30 people. People standing behind. And... <laughs> They're like, hey, Billy, go to this meeting. Put a fucking clip on top. No, but I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bill Gates is in the meeting, and his right-hand woman, I can't remember her name at the fucking time. Fucking Bill Gates is in there? Yes. So so before he comes in, I'm not going to say my boss's name at the time, but he was Italian. <laughs> Pinky ring, total stereotypical Italian. And I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, but I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm not trying to like. I'm trying to paint a picture here. He's 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 five foot six. He's dark hair. Um, stereotypical Italian. Like when we went to when we went to Vegas, we had shit. We had limos. We had free stays. He knew people. Well, yeah, Vegas, and is and we would talk to the him. Racketeering capital. Of the we world. would be like, "Hey, are you are you connected?" He's like, "I'm not connected, but I know the people that are." And that would be his. That means he, that means he's connected. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, but but we would never pay for anything. We would go on these crazy alcohol binges in in vegas at these trade shows and we'd never get a bill I, i've got other stories about that for another day but anyway so we're, we're in washington we're in this meeting he goes he looks at us he goes when they come in don't say a fucking word and actually he's using his pen he's like don't yeah, say, don't a, say fucking a fucking word. word yeah and he's got a big pinky around that thing's fucking huge that's right and he goes it's gotta, it's gotta be bigger than you oh know, it, it's yeah but he goes don't say a fucking word and i'm just like i wasn't planning to <laughs> like this is this is like you know by graceland and so they all walk in he waits at, you know they're sitting there shuffling papers and shit just not saying anything just trying to build up this Stacking uh, their papers yeah no but like you know they're they're I kind know. of you know between each other like whispering whatever they're doing stuff 
And so before the this all settles in, he stands up, kicks his chair to the wall. And like he, back. Yes. And he stands up and he's not that tall, but like all of a sudden he's the biggest guy in the room. Yeah. Like it, it there was this like There's a presence. Yes. And he's pinky. You (laughs) motherfuckers, he's like, we're doing you a fucking favor. You guys are fucking idiots if you tell us we can't do our shit. We're the ones making people want your technology, blah, blah, blah. It's going on for five minutes. They don't say a word. He doesn't give them a chance. And you can just see they're looking around like this has never happened to them before. Mm -hmm. They've always controlled the meetings. You could tell this whole setup was just to intimidate us. And he fucking flipped the table on them. Not literally, but you know, stands up and he's fucking in their face, pinky. Now he's not even close in their face because this table's huge. I'm not (laughs) kidding. And then he goes, all right, guys, we're out of here. And so nothing was said from the other side of the table, the entire meeting. It was basically him telling them what's going on and how it's going to happen. On the way home, I'm sitting there updating my resume on my laptop. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, we're going out of business. We're this. I saw what was that movie with? Uh, uh, it wasn't Ryan. The Godfather. <laughs> no, the it was the one where the it was basically it was basically Microsoft and the guy uh, was it Ryan Philippe or whatever the one who was in Cruel Intentions. He was in it. Felipe. Whatever. Anyway, it's like it wasn't the net that was Sandra Bullock, but it was something like that. <laughs> the but, net. But it, but I'm sitting there thinking, oh shit, we're we're either going to die or we're getting put out of business. Something's going to happen here. And so you know, forget about it. Like two weeks later, right? And I, that wasn't a forget about it. It was just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks later, and I and I, we didn't even have a receptionist. We were a small startup company. Yeah. And so every day I would go up and check the mail and whatever. And um, I go up there and there's this package and it's Microsoft. And I'm like a bomb i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> no it wasn't thick enough for that but so but it's thick it's got some thickness to it so i so i open it up i'm like what the hell is this and it's like welcome to the microsoft partnership uh you know uh program i'm like holy fuck and it's got all these stickers all these guidelines of where the microsoft you know a microsoft approved or whatever yeah. has to be on the server we're now a microsoft approved partner Listed on their website, everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? So the the joke was that, you know, Bill Gates woke up with his fucking horse's head in his bed, you know, like <laughs> that, 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 that whole story right there. Doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm being dead serious. Like I, nothing about, like everything about that story is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like I tell that story and people who have ever been in a meeting at Microsoft, they, they were like, oh yeah, that's, that's how yeah. they set it up basically. Like if, cause they're, they use those scare intimidation tactics, sure. you know? Yeah. I mean, big business, man. Yeah. And, and it worked, I bet for 90% of the time. Jason, are you actually uh, Italian? Yeah. My, uh, my family's from, uh, Calabria, Southern Italy. So, so uh, do you, do you know about the wedding cookie tables? Oh yeah. The famous. So <laughs> I, Jeez. so no oh, God, one... you didn't, you didn't, you didn't crash a, no, you no, no, you no. didn't crash a go-kart so, into a cookie table. Did you? So <laughs> I don't know about this. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> so it's I'm still supposed to, to be, it's supposed to, to be that. an Italian immigrant thing. Very unique to Youngstown and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, no, I'm good. And it's like, I always, a tequila bottle. both of my, my in-laws and my own family, they're all from the Youngstown area. Yeah. Um, so I always grew up as weddings were a cookie table was a regular thing. Like I thought that was normal. 
And then, but apparently, like, it's not, and it's no. only, it's it's so unique to not only Italians, but that area. And I fucking love going, going back to that area, going to weddings. And then there's like, oh, we went to a, an Italian and Lebanese mixed family wedding of 600 people. Oh, dear Lord. That, it was literally just three tables that were like 60 feet long of cookies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I fucking love this. And and usually, with the nice thing about it is, you're not the one supplying them. It's family. You know, mm-hmm. it's family is all bringing some sort of different cookie to the table, and uh, like that's the one unique thing about that area that I just I love. Well, I mean, if the families aren't supplying it, then you're getting you know it's it's the it's one of like the close family friends bakery that's making yeah. all the cookies. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, insider info for you guys. I think I've mentioned this on my live stream. I used to, yeah, I did. I used to uh, DJ and uh, and dance for an entertainment company okay. back in New York. Okay. So I did a lot of weddings and oh. bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. <laughs> uh, so I was very used to the New York way of doing weddings. Yeah. Which was very lavish. Yep. A lot of a lot of food. People spending you know one hundred sixty, two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars a plate for a wedding, which was crazy. That's nuts. Which that is, is nuts. It's very very expensive, and you know you get the Viennese hour. Which is the whole, uh, you know, every type of dessert experience you could think of that's crammed into an hour of uh, of the final hour of the wedding. Yeah. So you're talking, <laughs> uh, you're talking, you know, crepes, uh, you know, dessert crepes. You have a Sunday <laughs> station. You have a popcorn machine. You have a cotton candy machine. You have a the the, the cookie table. You weren't gonna throw up because you were drunk. You were yeah. throwing up because of all, all the dessert. Sugar. Yeah. You have a bel- you have a Belgian waffle station. Oh they're making God. fresh Belgian waffle, and this is all just the last hour of the wedding after you've already yeah. drank and ate yourself to death after the cake and everything else. So it's it's oh all built in. That's that is, what that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's what I was used to like for a wedding, especially Italian weddings. It's all about the fucking food. Yeah. Oh yeah. If your food sucks, then that's it. I'm taking. Taking twenty dollars out of your little out of your uh, your gift I'm about to give you. It's funny because like now now I only hear like no one really remembers the food. They remember a oh, lot bullshit. of other things. It's like it's like fucking bullshit. They listen, don't listen. Trina and I are about to celebrate our fourteenth wedding anniversary, and she's still pissed off at our dessert table. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Did you not have the Belgian waffle stage? We didn't. We didn't. No. So so we did this thing where we had a theme at every table of like a place we'd visited traveling. We love to travel. Yeah. So like it was uh so like one was uh we hadn't been there yet. (laughs) But one was like Vegas, one was uh Niagara Falls, all these different places we had gone. And um we didn't do anything for the dessert table. And we didn't really decorate up the dessert table. So to this day, she's still pissed about it. Like our dessert, I'm just like, no one remembers that. They remember the desserts. They were outstanding. We had unless, a friend. Unless you live in New York City and no, but everyone The remembers. dessert was good. So that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember the decorations all the time. That's what I keep telling her. But she, to this day, she's pissed off. No, it's because all, she it's forgot all about to decorate the food, man. Yeah. You, don't, you don't hear, you know, you, when, when do you hear when you, you know, a person that just went to a wedding? Oh my God. The freaking floral arrangements were amazing. Right. No, no. You well, hear some girl the Belgian, might waffle, the Belgian yeah. waffle station was the <laughs> shit. That's what you hear. Where, where, <laughs> where it's about to get married might recognize that the floral whatever was. Yeah, like yeah, a certain person might right. recognize but the floral. The, the majority are right. Where, where in New York did you grow up? Uh, Long Island, uh, okay. basically in Freeport, Long Island. And then uh, I went to, moved out to East Long Island for high school. And then I moved to Queens. Uh, I lived in Queens for about 13, 14 years before I moved here. Gotcha. I have a buddy yeah. that lives in Queens, but yeah. 
Tyler, we'll ask you again in about ten minutes where you uh, yeah. where you lived. <laughs> I won't. I won't remember that. I'll ask you again. So just just, bear just, with just, me. just think Queens, New York. Gotcha. Yeah. So guys, what is, so the last bottle we just poured here, four gate, four gate, four gate. Uh, do you I guys know a lot about four gate? I they do, do more than just the rye, right? So they do. Uh, they've got the blue labeled ones too, right? Yeah, so those what, are those are the bourbons. The bourbons they also yeah. so their whole their whole deal. Uh, Bill and Bob over at Four Gate, they source uh, ultra aged bourbons. Uh, they do a great job of getting some really nice casks, uh, and then when they work with uh, Kelvin Cooperage to find really unique finishing casks mm. to use. Okay. Um, typically, the casks are a type of hybrid, so just like this one. This is the Fourgate Ruby Rye Springs, which is a, uh, this is a seven-year-old, I can tell you it's a seven-year-old MGP rye, cast strength. It's a long time for a rye, I finished, feel. Uh, finished for 42 days in a Ruby Port rum cask. 42 days, that's, that's not too long. So, that's what I like about Fourgate, is they don't let the finish overtake, overtake. the profile see, of, the, of the base whiskey. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, so I, I like the finishing things, yeah, but I yeah. don't like... When they let that become the the standout, like it should be, a, it should be, you know, an yeah. off in the distance, you know, uh, a hint that it's there. Yeah. In my opinion, so I think that's what Fourgate really does well. I mean, some of their stuff does overtake it a little bit, but for the most part, they do a great job of pulling that thing out when it's ready. Their their Kelvin collab one, which was called the Kelvin collaboration, which is a uh, sherry. Uh, what was that one a sherry? Uh, it was a sherry rum or a sherry port cask finish was unbelievable. Um, so basically what they're doing is they're finding these casks that people are reusing to, uh, to, to age their spirits in. Sometimes they're used twice and then they'll take that, you know, they, they had one called outer loop orbit, which, uh, which wasn't my favorite cause I'm not a big, you know, gin guy, Yeah. but they had one I'm that was, either. uh, it was an orange curacao, barrel that had some gin finished in it and that then sounds they, interesting they though. took it out and then they threw uh they threw a bourbon in there a really unique flavor profile but all i could get was like like orange tang out of it that's <laughs> orange tang. yeah orange is a pretty strong flavor yeah so this so this is a rum port hybrid cast mm. that they found that they finished this nice age ryan um and i just think if you love Wind midwinter's night's ram is that but it's like on steroids do you do you like um uh, midwinter I do. I just don't go crazy for it like a lot of people do. What did, so, you, what did you say you call this? Uh, I call it Midwinter's Night's Dram for men. Or, <laughs> uh, or, or woman. 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 I say that too. That's funny. Woman. Yeah. yeah, which I... Well, it's got a sweet nose for sure. Yeah. Um, it's, very, so it's very sweet. I did a, um, a, a buddy of mine that I trade samples with, he decided to to load me up, and I think I did that. You pour the shit? Weller I poured it. It's, yeah, the smell on it is... I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. Uh, he, it will come I around. stopped myself. It comes, comes around. 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 Goes right. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so I did that. I did Weller 12, E.H. Taylor, and Rock Hill Farms. Do you remember when he shared those with us? Oh, that's right. No, that's right. There he didn't were, share uh, shit. One ounce, they're one-ounce oh, samples. Now, now like, they're one-ounce samples. What do you want me to get a fucking thimble out? Were they, were, they, were they four ounces last week? No, they were, they were two ounces originally. <laughs> now they're one-ounce yeah. samples. <laughs> But they were only one ounce. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. We have the two ounce sample bottles. All right. Those two ounce sample bottles so you, so you, were full with one ounce. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that blind? Um, I did not, but I did them all together. Okay. He just uh, poured them all in a bottle. <laughs> he bled them. Weller 12 is my least favorite. Okay. Um, I think that's a pretty common uh, sentiment. Yeah. People search it. 
Weller I, I twelve. Think, I think there's definitely a, a space for Weller twelve, but I liked it a lot better when it was like a forty five dollar, the full you proof know, budget twelve year, right? Yeah. Just an easy nice sipper. I like the full proof way better. Yeah, I think everyone does. Yeah. But, I mean, but full proof to me, and I might be on the minority on this, but full proof to me doesn't it doesn't hold up as you sip down the bottle. Um, I've never I've had got that <laughs> opportunity, so yeah, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had full. I've done. I was lucky enough to do a foolproof pick, like way back when, for a liquor store, like in Kentucky. I've never spent a million dollars, but uh, <laughs> if I, yeah, I'll let you know the next time I do. Tyler's been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but so the, uh, great that, analogy, Tyler. That pick, I loved it when when we tasted it, and when I first got that bottle, you know, the first, was it just like, a regular? It? Was it a, a regular foolproof, or was it a store pick? No, this he was, just said yeah, it was, was a store. I fucking did. missed it. I think he said regular with a W. No, this, this is a, a regular. This is a store pick that, that we did. Yeah, a regular. So, uh, regular. That's, regular. That's that's my Michigander accent coming out. Michigander. So my regular. This my is regular. Regular. this is what you get from Tyler. He this doesn't listen, and then he asks you a question about something you just. Tyler's asked. got the panties and the beef jerk and knees. <laughs> That is so good. He's got leather, uh, but he's got leather on his ne- ankles. <laughs> rock, rock. <laughs> so right there, there's a little Christopher Walken. Just so you know, a little Christopher Walken. Was a little those guys. Little King. Started watching so that. There's so many things mashed. <laughs> little King here. of New York. Uh, have you ever seen that King of New York? Oh hell yeah! yeah. Oh, that's such yeah. a great movie. Yeah. God, yeah. it's such a good movie. Perf- that's the best Christopher Walken <laughs> experience ever. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a Christopher Walken purist, you gotta, oh you gotta watch that. So, what do you guys think of this one? I haven't tasted it yet. I, the nose is amazing, though. Yeah, I get a little more of that lime on this nose. I, I don't know if it's left over from the last one. I keep uh, saying that I'm not possible. a rye guy, but every time we have rye, I enjoy so it. fucking good. Yeah. I'm and I I feel like a Middle West spirits whore because I talk about them a lot, but the their pumpernickel rye, rye is so they're good. fucking good. I, I told them when I saw them in Kentucky, I'm like, guys, your pumpernickel rye. Is the best thing, and it's Dude, special. Is it's it at a cask? So is it? I have it at cast strength. It's I have, fucking I have good. Three bottles of cast strength. I love. We it. haven't. I uh, we missed it at cast strength. If it's if we so do good. another one with them, can we do a, a, a single barrel of their pumpernickel rye cast if, strength? If I, they'll I'm let us do whatever you, we yeah, ask. If, if I get a, if we, if you know, if you guys get an opportunity to do that, I'll definitely do a pumpernickel yeah. cast yes. strength rye with you guys. Absolutely, we're, we're friends with Rudra, so like yeah. we. Yeah. We can get in there if I'm, we need I'm to. I'm game yeah. on that. Yeah. That is good. Anything, yeah. Will you show up to this one? That's to be determined. We'll let you show up, but you don't get a choice in what the selection the is. The only yeah. rule is you don't go golfing for like a week leading up to the pick. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Because he's two weeks from no, my, my wife keeps saying like, your golfing days are over. I'm like, bullshit. It's the only thing I have. <laughs> it's, it's all I've got. Yeah, that, it's all I've that got. in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, I get blueberry pie on this. Like if somebody took oh, if someone took uh, black I love pepper, blueberry pie. So someone me... took black pepper and put it all over my blueberry pie and mint. That's what I get on this. I'm not a huge mint. Oh. I get the mint on the finish. Ooh. That's blueberry fucking pie is so spot on. <laughs> I would the have never ever the in my. I would have never ever said blueberry pie. Yeah, I don't know that I've God. ever tasted anything. That's been a rye or bourbon that's ever tastes, tastes like, like blueberry pie. To this finish. is this is. Ridiculous. I've had one Sagamore Spirit cast strength pick that had a blueberry note to it, and I'm not sure where it was coming oh, yeah. from. How the hell does that show up? Because like, it wasn't where does that come from. Because I have, I mean, I would guess it's uh, maturation yeast water. It's got to be. I mean, yeah, it's, there's the a lot of there's a lot of different uh, things I can. I'm amazed there. at how much I'm getting into rye as well. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm I'm getting, my it's almost pissing me off because I, I wanted to be pigeonholed into bourbons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now that this opens are... up a whole other like world, you know, yeah. a whole other realm. <clears throat> so, do we want to talk about? This might have to be a two episode episode. 
No, Are you okay? We're, we're almost two hours oh, in. Wow, oh, yeah. who cares? God, two hours already? I know. I got to go before too terrible long for oh, real. Oh, really? Too. You just have to work. be up at four. You're fine. Yeah. Four fifteen, but it's okay. So, all right. Just so any questions? Fire away. Do you ever talk about your real life? Yeah, I mean a little bit. Yeah. Did yeah. I hear you say you're into healthcare? I mean, you can answer or not answer, whatever you want to. Yeah, I do. I do uh, yeah, I, I do. I'm a senior marketing manager for a local healthcare company. Gotcha. Well, it's not like healthcare insurance; it's healthcare solutions. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, we're not going to judge either way. Oh no, that's fine. He's do, a nurse. Do you think that helped you with some of your stuff? And in- oh, absolutely. Nice. I went to school for a graphic design. Oh. And then mm. uh, once I got my, once I went to school and got my designer background, I. I wanted to learn the other side of marketing. So then I took just a shitload of marketing classes and I got to know the business behind the design. So I not only know how to design something unique and something cool to market, whether it be a logo, uh, uh, you know, a brand, a packaging, whatever it may be, but I know the marketing strategy behind it. Mm. Don't say a word. So that's going to take me to my questions. Did you design your own mash and drum logo? Yeah. Now, do you run your own... Uh, YouTube thing, or do you have interns, or do you have anyone helping uh, that's you out? All, it's all me. So you edit it and everything else? I do the editing, filming, What do you lighting, use for editing? Everything. Uh, I actually use a combination of Adobe Premiere. So you're, and an, Adobe, actually, you're an Adobe guy, huh? Uh, Adobe Premiere, and I actually use iMovie, actually. Uh, use iMovie? Okay. I've got Final uh, Final Cut, but I just didn't know. I just, I just content, I could kind of go through... Uh, iMovie so quick and make quick cuts yeah. rather than kind of going through Premiere and, and trying to do it, you know, through that. Cause there's so many different layers. Yeah, yeah. So what I like to do is go into Premiere, color grade all my videos, do, you know, all the fancy, you know, graphics and stuff within there. Render it and then take and it I'll just, iMovie. I'll render it, throw it in iMovie and then I just do all my quick edits and okay. I'm done. Yep. Cool. We're yep. thinking at some point to start doing a video thing mm-hmm. at some point. Um, Right now, we're fine with just doing audio. Getting this guy to even show up half the time is a, a challenge. <laughs> but uh, he just had a kid, too. So he has, oh, well, he has a legitimate yeah. excuse. He's had a legit excuse. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I was always wondering, like, because, you know, I didn't know if, because you could potentially reach out to someone like Ohio State, do some sort of internship, let someone do, you know, your editing and stuff like that. Yeah, you could. Because, you you know. I do our editing and it's just an audio podcast and it's already like, God, I got to do this. And I'm working, you know, my regular job throughout the day. And not only that, I mean, I mean, I'm whatever dickhead (laughs) sit behind a desk and answer phone. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm putting out at least a couple of reviews a week, um, including a live stream, which I do Wednesday nights at nine, uh, nine o'clock Eastern standard time. So, uh, if you guys are out there listening, you can definitely tune in. I'm Mm -hmm. usually trying to have a cool guests on someone to educate. I had Greg Metz on uh, last week for the Old Elk, yeah, and nice. that was that was amazing. Uh, I mean, he really took a deep dive. And my favorite part is the guy went into like cost of grains and oh, starch, no. he, cost he really of grains does. and start and uh, and and like and starch content within each that grain. Was, that was the very first podcast, and yeah. I'm like, holy shit, you're going into like the science behind uh, all this. He was which geeking is, out, and that's that's exactly yeah. what I wanted to do on my channel. I, I wanted I wanted to be kind of a, a geek thing. There's, I mean, if you if you guys haven't talked to Caleb Kilburn yet uh, from Peerless, mm-hmm. 
that just ask him one question, like dare you, <laughs> and he will. I mean, I'll, the guy's like twenty four years old. We, I'll nerd out and he's, all day. Yeah, he will. We, he will go into exactly what all that means. We absolutely love that. Like, yeah, I don't oh, retain sure. any of it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you. I feel like you get so many guests. I mean, not that they're all the same because they're definitely not. They have a, a unique experience. Um, yeah. They they bring a little bit different depending on our conversations, but like Greg was just like, "Hey, this is the process we're going through," and you're like, "Holy!" Fuck. For one, he was an open book, which I just love. Yeah, he yeah. had no problem telling you anything. His history, he's a talker, you know. Yeah, and he has a good personality. Yeah. He yep. just like I listened to him on uh, the Black and Brown podcast too. He was on there, and and he's just he's just an open, fun to talk to guy. Yeah, my, my favorite part of doing the pick with him, because not only did he do the review with us, he came on the next night and, and tasted through the picks with us Nice to uh, go through them. And it was the best part is we're rattling off. I, I get fruity pebbles and I get strawberry and I get mint and I get all this, all this bullshit. We're rattling off. And then he's like, I like that. I wrote it's complex and layered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. That's all he wrote. Kept it simple. But you know what's funny? And that's the, and the one that he said that, that he liked, but ended up being our pick. So we're like, all right, if Greg Matt says it's layered and complex, complex that's we're all going we with it. Done. <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the biggest thing I took away from our conversation with him is is that's when we learned that they proof it down to like, you know, like 80 proof to to do their like he does anyway, a lot of the places to, to, to see if there's yeah. inconsistencies or that's yeah. where they find their problems in the bourbon. Yeah. There's the, he does a huge, uh, huge, and he learned that from MGP as he yeah. mentioned going through Seagrams all the types of, all the types of quality control within each mash bill to make sure there's nothing that's affecting the taste or the flavor. And in a negative you know, way, good distilleries yeah. are all going to do that. Um, I mean, even Castle and Key, when I went there, I mean, they weren't. I mean, their their bourbon's still not ready yet. But they had like one or two people just sitting there tasting all the new make as it was rolling out to make sure that it I was. I can't wait right for on that par. to come out. That Castle and Key. I want to yeah. get one of their. Their, their ryes are pretty impressive. I did enjoy they their are. rye whiskey, the Restoration Rye. Uh, yeah, the bourbon. We'll see what happens with it. But so, speaking of which, Middle West, when I went to pick up, uh, he gave me a couple of their glasses too. But uh, he let me have some of their new make. Like, yeah, it, it was right out of the like he. There was a little thing. Uh, It was just right at no. It was out of the as it was being uh, distilled. So, uh, so oh, the white dog. Yeah, the 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 best white dog in the world, and this is my opinion that I I wish they would bottle it is Barton. Really? If you've ever been to Barton, seventeen ninety two, and you go on the tour and they let you have some of the white dog, it is like drinking pure velvety buttered popcorn. Oh, that sounds it is delicious. Amazing. And what? I like seven. I'm like, I want that corn. Yeah. Did they have, any, so did they have anything? I know. I know. I fucking love everything. <laughs> it's so underrated. What is I 1792? Have 1792. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For I have sure. their sweet wheat, their 12 year, pretty it's much like everything outside of their 25 an- anniversary, their port finish. Sweet I mean, wheat's here, very good. Here in Ohio, it's hard to find it some of their. I mean, you find small batch, and that's it. I really wish my favorite expression, I think, from them is their ball and bond. I love their bottom because they're one downstairs. That was our when we did a when we did a taste of their. I mean, at this time, we didn't have. I had a store pick, a small batch. They they make a rye that they don't make anymore. Um, I I tell you, they're they are legitimately the redheaded stepchild of Buffalo Trays. They are so good. They're so underrated, and I like that they're under. I mean, people like it, and it's it does always. They they, they tend to be a little bit ignored. I would think. What do they usually have in their uh, retail store? They don't have a lot. No, really? Yeah. 
I mean, though the one I've been only there a couple times. They did have a store pick in there, like a distiller select. Yeah, but they had full proof. They did have Ball and Bond seventeen ninety two, and they they pushed the shit out of their freaking uh, uh, what do you call it? The the little the chocolate bonbon things. What are they? Uh, the bourbon balls. Yeah, the bourbon, bourbon balls. balls. Yeah. Oh my god! Every time you go, have you tried our bourbon balls? <laughs> like, I want you damn. I just just give me the bourbon. I don't want the bourbon balls. That was Aunt Martha right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You have some bourbon balls? Did you ever try them? Honey, really good. You'd look hungry. You need to eat some. <laughs> come so, here, come so here, son. You have some bourbon balls. Speaking Was of, your family uh, growing up like everyone loves Raymond? <laughs> he, because my listen, my, he my wife and I, my wife and I, he just got into everybody so loves Raymond. <laughs> he just got into it. It's it's like a reflection so, of our relationship but no, but here's the and thing our about, family. And here's like, the thing about everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> is honestly, do you have any kids? No. Okay. Are you? You're married, right? Or no, you have no. a girlfriend or something? I have a girlfriend for a while, I, yeah. I saw you at uh, Express at Tuttle one time. Oh, okay. were you fucking stalking him? I texted you fuckers. I was like, oh, Jason from the Mash and Drums here. And you're like, oh, what are you, a fanboy? Remember? <laughs> you guys are giving me shit. I'm like, no, I just fucking recognized him. And yeah, I, yeah. It, we were wearing masks, so I was just okay. like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know where you were COVID-wise, so I wasn't. Snapping I was photos like, and shit in the corner. No, I was not. But I did pull up a mash and drum video to make sure it was you got out of book. Oh, no, and then I no, saw that's the guy, yeah. you had your mash and drum shirt on at the time. And, yeah, then, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, that's him for yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, no, so like I, I've always felt like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond is one of those situational comedies. I know they're called sitcoms. Fuck yeah. off. But like, <laughs> it's one of those situational comedies where you don't appreciate it until you actually have a family with live kids. It. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. when I watched it, when it was first out, I hated it. Like I couldn't stand uh, Robbie. Fucking couldn't stand him. Yeah. yeah. And now, like... Well, he, his character evolved over time. It did, yeah. for sure. It really for did. sure. Yeah. But, but like, now, like, I've, ha- I've got a family. And now I think it's hilarious. Like, it, it was on for a long time during COVID at, like, 7 a.m. for an hour. Yeah. Every day on TBS. And I would watch it. And then they switched it with George Lopez, which I like that show, too. But, but uh, they switched it. And now Everybody Loves Raymond. It's, like, George Lopez and then Friends. It was, like, Everybody Loves Raymond and Friends. <laughs> it's, uh, dude, we, we, we were show. watching a, an episode where the wife was upstairs doing something. He was <laughs> on the couch reading the newspaper. And she yells down to, like, do something so small. And he's like, fuck. I guess I'll just do everything, you know? <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know if you guys know this, but my... <laughs> stupid story. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast or not, but my wife's nickname is Trampy. It comes from oh, Everybody Loves Rain. Yeah, I, when he's I just there, saw that episode when, like he's, when they were daring him yeah. to call her like something crazy, and he calls her like Smelly Super Tramp yeah, or something like that. Smelly Tramp. Smelly Tramp. <laughs> yeah. And she walks away, she's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but like, he can say, I can call her anything as long as I put a positive spin on it. Yeah. And so they're like trying to come up with something funny. Call yeah, her, he, he call calls her Trampy. Yeah, no, he, no, calls no. Her, he calls her like Fat Legs first. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later, Fat Leg. <laughs> and she doesn't say anything. He goes, no, nah, Fat Legs was too easy. He's like, how about Trampy? And they're like, no, no. <laughs> and then how he goes, about no, no, I, Super I Smelly Tramp or yeah. Smelly Tramp or smelly something tramp. like that. Oh then, my uh, God. <laughs> so, so last thing before we go off really quick, I, I just want to gauge your perspective on this, guys. It, is 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 the bourbon market, in your opinion, getting a little bit? I, I don't. I think the excitement is still good, but I'm talking about. It, do you think it's getting a little bit oversaturated with with bottles? So you mean and brands? Do you I'm, mean like too many brands out in the market? I'm not. I'm not. And I'm talking from a perspective of a both our heritage brands that we all know and love. Herit, you know, Heaven Hill, right. Buffalo Trace, Old Forest are all the heritage brands. You have the craft whiskeys. And then you have the sourcing brands on top of that. Well, so I mean, and for- there's a source brands that that comes out every freaking week. Yeah, yeah. it seems. So I, my opinion on the sourcing is, is 
kind of how it's done because um i we've we've come across some that are sourced that they bring it to them and then they do almost like a secondary aging on it or toast it they put their own spin on it which yeah. i'm totally I mean, cool with we just we just kind of did that with four games yeah. exactly yeah. um I also think if they go to like an MGP and they say, "Hey, here's what we want to make." Yeah. Can you can you have us do this? So that's contract to stone yes, contract. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like that. Okay. But if they're just like, "Hey, MGP, give us give us uh, 100 barrels or 50 barrels of your well, your 8 year." Smoke Wagon does that. Yeah, but they're also doing some unique blends with it. They are. But then you have so so my thing is 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 you're looking at brands like um uh uh, Blue Run. Uh, yeah. Um, you have brands like that that are just cream of Kentucky. I mean, it's made from the same mold. Kentucky cream. They're, you're both Kentucky cream. <laughs> you have Jim Rutledge making Kentucky cream. <laughs> Kentucky cream. <laughs> you know, Jim Rutledge, who is a huge name in the business, yeah. one of the most amazing palettes and blenders in history. Uh, you know, he's brought Blue Run and Cream of Kentucky to the table. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's essentially all just Barton, and he's picking single barrels, or he's doing some blending in the process. Well, but I mean, look at look at uh, Pappy. I mean, wasn't that just them picking old barrels of Stitzel Weller until they could figure out a way to, how to do it themselves, to survive and do yeah. it themselves, and yeah. make a contract with Buffalo Trace or whatever Sazerac? I mean, I feel like there's a clear cut distinction now. And it's kind of the way I, I always mirror it to the beer. Uh, the, uh, the, that's what I was going to say. We talked about yeah. this earlier, the craft yeah. beer, right? Yeah. And there was a time when I thought craft beer was like at its height. And then now, and I still drink craft beer. Now I do. It's I still like saturated, you think? It's not even oversaturated. There's just so much good shit out there. If you still drink beer, there's yeah. lots of good shit. And, and I think, and, it, and you get that separation between the guys that are just in it for just to make a buck because they know that's what's popular now. Yes. Right. And then you see the distilleries or the craft where beer the guys where the, the they're, they're right. going to, this is going to be something. This yeah. bourbon is going to do the same thing no, in my I, opinion. I see that. It's going to continue yeah. to grow. Yeah. But you're going to find people that separate and they, they're going to start to find what they like more. They're going to, you're going to get people to go like, I like weeded's, right? Because with beer, it's the same thing. I like IPAs. I like stouts, whatever. And I think you're going to find people do the same I like my weeded bourbons. I like my yeah. my rise. Yeah. But and it's going to continue to grow, I think. I really do. Just like any explosion of anything, there's going to be hangers on and people that jump on for the, like bandwagon people that jump on, like you said, for the money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think, you know, you're seeing even, you're, you're even seeing like uh, podcasts and bourbon clubs becoming, you know, part of that game. Yeah, like, of course. I think what was it Bourbon Pursuit or uh, didn't they do their or was it uh, Breaking Bourbon? Maybe one of those two did their own blend. Yeah, and they I think they did it through Silver yeah, or something Pursuit, like they that. They did uh, Pursuit United. Yeah, Pursuit yep. United. That's what it was. Okay, yep. and so I mean, so yeah, I think you're, but I don't know that they're necessarily doing it for the money. They may be. I have no idea. I could imagine they're more doing it for hey, let's create something unique and something that's really cool. Yeah, you know, I don't know them, so I don't know what they're their motivation well, is. Well, I mean, I, I think if you're going to do that type of venture, you know, you got to look at some money involved sure. in that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you, you, you don't do it to lose money, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not the that's not the point, but at the same time, it, is it your number one motivation? Yeah. Or is it the, hey, let's do something we really love and maybe we'll make some money? Like, there's a difference, I think. Buy bourbon. At all? At any... Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's just interesting to me, the amount of, you know, I, I, I'm always thinking in my head, what's going to, 
but it'll burst that bubble. And I don't think that's going to happen for, I think we have another 10 years at least oh, yeah. of yeah. popular in American whiskey. For sure, five. Pro- ten's yeah. probably right. What's, yeah. what's going to burst that bubble, though? Is it going to be uh, too many too many, uh, too many, many bourbons and too many whiskeys just trying to get in the game and just going to well, completely th- oversaturate the market? Or is it going to be us? Is it going to be the guys that are just sick and tired of, of the chase the and chase. waiting and getting in line Not every Saturday morning anything. and never being able to get what you want to drink because just too many people are in the game. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think it's more of a chance of the second option. I think you're right. I think you're right, to be honest. I mean, yeah. like, we're the bourbon hunters and we don't have shit. We don't have the. <laughs> we do not hunt. <laughs> what well, we do. Right? Yeah, we do. We, you we guys do. raz, as we found we out. Raz. We raz. I mean, that's yeah. part of the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't describe what the hunt is. We didn't define hunt. We've, <laughs> we've waited in line for two hours for a Blands before. I have. And you, I got a fucking Buffalo Trace. <laughs> right. I set you, one you side in line and got <laughs> a Buffalo Trace. That was, was a handle. Mil- no, I was like, I'm going to set the building on fire. <laughs> I love, but, but I love no. razzing. I love razzing because it's gambling. building on fire. <laughs> right, you're, you're fucking. No, I, some, you're like it's the the thrill of gambling. But I think you're right. I think I think that's going to ruin it before the saturation of brands. Mm-hmm. Now let's just you gave an example earlier. Buff, uh, bourbon uh, Buffalo Trace Blanton's uh, was what nine years, eight years before. Yeah. Oh, and now it's gone down to like six. now it's gone down yeah. to six. Yep. Uh, old Fitz, <clears throat> what did they change theirs from uh, the green label from what to what? Uh, it used to this year. It's well, a, I it's thought a also year. Elijah Craig brought their stuff down too. What was the what was the announcement this year for the spring Old Fitz? It's a oh, different. It's an eight year as opposed to what it used to be. Well, they they release different age statements all all the time. Oh, a lot of people are doing new age year. statements. A lot. Of, the no age statement is a popular thing, obviously, because yeah. they're, they're trying to keep up with demand. Right, they so they can't, yeah. yeah I mean, it's hard to keep up with that type of demand. People are and, predicting the yep. Eagle Rare to lose the 10-year at some point, but... Yep. I thought it already did. No, it still says no, it's it. Now, it's 10-year? It still okay. says it. And I'm then, on the fine print. Yeah, and then, <laughs> I'm going to get mine out when I get home. But, but it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> moved to the fine print, though, would, to, find, yeah. to maybe eventually disappear. And then you've got, what, Elijah Craig, there, say, what, 12-year on the barrel proofs, right? The or, barrel proof is still 12. And it says it on the side. But I but and look, I, at, look at Knob Creek. Knob Creek had the H statement. It went away for a little while, and now it's back. Right. Uh, once Knob Creek got up to uh, you know production. Production. So. Yeah. Well, I would rather them stick to their age statements, and there still be a scarcity, than to try to just you fill would, everything. But they probably wouldn't because they want to sell more bourbon. Well, yeah. Money talks, so, man. So I don't so think they're hurting. My point, no. But my point is. Have you ever met someone that doesn't want to make more money? Right. But my point is, is this. You <laughs> talked about two options, and I said I agree with country. you on the second option being that we ruin it. Yeah. But the only way I see the other ruining it is if they start putting out a mediocre product just for the sake of making more money. Yep. Taking advantage of it by taking advantage of the consumer who just doesn't know any better. And, and I think we see that to some degree. Some degree. Uh, un- unfortunately, from craft distilleries, because craft distilleries will release a two-year bur- bourbon rather than wait for it to mature and get to a better product. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, for some craft distilleries, that puts a damper on their entire brand as they move forward. Right. You're right. I always like Middle uh, yeah. West Spirits and... In a way, they, they... Well, but they never went to single barrels until they felt they had a product yes. good enough to that's do. What, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And that was this last to, year, I think. You have to be smart, especially with today's whiskey drinker, you know. But there's yeah. so many you know. people that are like... Like, I, I had a couple of people that were like, uh, Midwest Spirits. Midwest spirits. Yeah. That's because they uh, had their bourbon before. Yeah, I, but I was like that in the beginning, too. When I first moved here, I was excited. Oh, middle, oh Columbus has a distillery? Oh, shit, I'm going. Yeah. I went there. I tried their stuff. I'm like, yeah. 
I could see there's something here, mm-hmm. but just for me, it wasn't there yet. But the pumpernickel rye oh. is the one product they made that stood That's out. Very, yeah. very. And then uh. as as I've lived here and as this stuff has aged, it's gotten better and better. It's just that if you did you like the barrel pick, you can say no, guys. Your your barrel pick, and I've been kind of letting it sit here to give it mm-hmm. like a true. I got to tell you, I was very happy with it. I I'm liking this Give one a, a lot. That, it's uh just a sip. <laughs> what did I say it was? It's a kind of a baked cherry pie. Baked cherry yeah. pie. You said and, a little bit of chocolate or something. A little bit of chocolate. That, yeah. That's what I'm getting. And the cherry pie is holding true. For me, I'm all about viscosity. That's I good. love it that does, viscosity. It does have a nice like uh, viscosity to it. This is nice. You want some? You guys at yeah, a, just just a little. You guys picked a good barrel. Well, if you want a bottle, I've got a couple downstairs. I'll give you one. Sit home. Ooh, that's nice. That's cool, man. Thank you for coming that. on, by the way. This has been great. This has yeah. been a great conversation. Everything about this. Well, what's funny is he asked a long time ago, and I was like, we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, we were like five episodes in. I was like, we don't even know our format yet, which we realized we don't have a we format. We do now? Which oh, is I fine. barely showed up. And, and, and honestly, for me, I was just like, oh my God, it's Columbus people that do like bourbon too. Yeah. I'm like, let me, let me reach out to this guy. I, I, I know this is the joke of our podcast, but I truly... Ask the dumb questions because <laughs> he's trying to legitimize it. No, I mean, <laughs> I know where you're going with this, and I don't disagree. I just don't like the funny. There's people out there that you know, if 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 I was as well read as as due to yourself, there would be no one asking these questions. You know, no, you're like right. the simple, and, and, stupid and, questions and that game, I'm just like. Our catch is that we aren't experts yes. at all. So you asking the dumb questions, I put air quotes no, up there I just mean, for his sake, is, you know, gives the, the guest a chance to answer them for the person listening yeah. who is a I, I, I love bourbon. Like I've, I've watched a couple documentaries that are the, the ones that are out oh, there. Yeah. Like I, I love it. How many, t- how many times have you seen the. Three or four times. Easily. Right? Yeah. Three or four, that's it. I think I've watched yeah, it I think about 45 times. Yeah. Yeah, I've probably watched it five so, to ten. So, Bourbon Tucky's better, I think. That's oh, me. that's a good one, that's too. better. Yeah. But yeah, what's the one with the guy that's sweating? Um, and it, and you watch it, and he's sweating all over. Like, it, you could tell it's like five years or that's ten years. That's the Bourbon Hunters. That's Tyler. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll send you guys. It was the one that you sent, and one of you had the option, said you were going to torrent it to us. Oh, and I was like, the oh, Bourbon, Bourbon Tucky. I don't think yeah. it was that. No, one. I torrented it, and someone someone recorded it from their dish satellite. I'm like, why <laughs> no, is this it freezing? It's a torrent; it can't freeze. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that one. But there I, was one where the guy's just sweaty the whole time. Is his, his? It's so funny, and he's got khakis, we, and they're pulled up to his tits. When we originally created this, like the very first episode was us going down three to, episodes. No, it was. Well, but I yes. divided it into three. So the very first couple of episodes was us going down for my birthday trip to to yeah. Kentucky, and dude was like, "Hey, we're recording this for a podcast," and I was like, "I ain't got time for this, but sure." And it just kind of evolved into like, "I'll be here for the podcast and I'll show up," but like, Brett became a regular sub, and then he just became a regular, yeah, <laughs> because I knew he was about to have a baby. I was like, "I got to have someone yeah, to continue yeah. this on." Yeah, so. Uh, that's that's my my uh, my Your shtick. <laughs> you know, I uh, I show up. I ask the questions that you know should be known by everyone, but I just I don't. Yeah, I you love, never know. I, I mean, love fucking bourbon. That's his I angle, get, but I he get, doesn't know the I answers. Mean, my, my Instagram every day, guys, just blows up with questions from every 
every type of level of, of bourbon drinker you could think of, from the yeah. novice yeah. to the seemingly expert. And, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert by any means. I just feel like I, I know what I like. I, I try to convey that as, well, best, the thing as about best as I can. Is, is talk your, about your taste is different than exactly. his taste. Exactly. You talk about history, that, and I always tell everybody that. There's a million YouTube channels now that you can latch on to, right. including, I mean, Fred Minnick has one. Yeah. Um, and it's, can, a, it's a good one. I like it. It's a good show. one. You can, you, could, you could find a, you know, some are a little bit more geared towards entertainment. Sure. Some are more geared towards informational or education. Some are just dudes sitting around drinking bourbon. What, what, I, what I like about yours is it's a fine, it, like there's a good straddle on both sides. You're, you're giving your take on the bourbon, yeah. but you're also, like you said, you do like to give a little history when you're introducing the bourbon, you talk about, you know, the mash bill, you talk about maybe where it came from or whatever. And I love that. Yeah. And then you, you started, what was the, was there a Wednesday show that you started doing? Like a what's on the shelf, shelf Wednesday. what's on the shelf Wednesday. Yeah. 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 So I like that episode, those episodes too. That's kind of cool. And that's stuff that you can just kind of find easily the, as opposed to the stuff that you get sent or whatever. Exactly. Which exactly. is cool. The I like historian that. side of it, of just like when you, when you dive into like Elijah Craig and his whole move of it. Like, that geeks me out. Oh, yeah. You know, like the old, old history. The old history. I just did a review for, I don't know if you guys caught my review for uh, the W.H. McBrayer. You guys heard about that bourbon? Mm -mm. I was thinking about bringing that one. I wasn't sure if you guys had known about that one. But W.H. McBrayer was a, uh, you know, I mean, his history stretches back all the way back to the 1800s. And okay. he, had, he had a connection with E.H. Taylor. His adopted son was... C.M. Dedman, who was Dixon Dedman's great-great-grandfather. Hmm. So you, you'd start learning about the interconnectivities of all these huge, like, bourbon figures. Well, it's crazy how, how they were. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and, how they intertwine. And they all, you know, everyone kind of thinks they're, you know, in competition. But, you know, you know generally, they generally all those heritage stories, they help and, each other yeah. out. They know each other. Like when the um, big fire happened, you, I mean, who was giving, you know, uh, yeah, people, were, people and, were helping out Heaven Hill. And, yeah. Um, Everyone loves like the Prohibition era. I love like pre-Prohibition era, you know, yeah. like when we're talking about like actual settlers bringing stills oh, yeah, and that's making. Cool. And a lot of that, you don't even know how houses, true the stories are. That's the thing. You don't know. Like it's legend. It's yeah, not like a lot. I mean, Elijah, Elijah, yes. Elijah Craig gets right, credited with exactly. uh, you know, discovering Bourbon. Being the father. But we, but we, like, don't, we don't know if he yeah. really did. We, right. I don't think we'll ever know. It's, yeah. uh, and that's it's really cool. cool. Like, I mean, even as uh, what's the guy from uh, that thing you do that's in Neat? I can't remember his name. He's also in uh, the Sahara movie or whatever with the uh, Earth. No, Matthew McConaughey. He's in oh, the Sahara. No, no, movie. I know uh, the comedian guy. I know you're the guy that's about. in Neat. That's I just sitting there making I, all the jokes. Yeah, I just can't remember his name. But yeah, I know um, who you're talking about. But anyway, he's like, you know, at one point he's like, oh, it was named for this. It was named for Bourbon Street. It was named, oh, you know, yeah. joke. He's like, oh, yeah. but no, we really don't know. I, I mean, that's the whole that point. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we just, yeah, just yeah. there. There's so much history back beforehand, and it, I think it's always what what's phenomenal to me out of all bourbon history, and and you, Tyler, you kind of mentioned it earlier was. The settlers that that came over with a still, yeah. yeah. Like, how the hell did they fucking figure that shit out? Corn, like, right? Who, All right, let's use corn. Yeah, let's use corn. <laughs> like, like, how did they figure out how to even like distill? And 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 then the and then you have the old hats that kind of the first uh, warehouses that were built, um, that were uh, talking about like they they knew the the you know the way the the Earth's rotation and then what the hell's happening? Oh, for Christ's Christ sakes! Keep it down over there. <laughs> nah, there's some movers over there. It's an oh, old yeah. folks' place. 
So, uh, so yeah, old just folks assisted place? living. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. So the so the grandma pe- fell. We got to get her stuff <laughs> out. Are you going to move young. from there? Are you, are you quickly going to move? Oh, from that's why I'm settled here, man. I'm just going. It's going to walk right across the street. Did grandma just fall in a dumper dumpster of bottles? I think she did. She's drinking some bourbon over there. She collapsed. Yeah, but the guys are like building the warehouses just based on you know where the sun sets and the sun rises and how the earth rotates and how to get the best maturation. I mean, the fact that they're thinking about this shit and fucking sixteen fifty or whatever. I think think what we don't realize is they America didn't exist in sixteen fifty, but then we then we realized they did. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had. We think that we're so settlers here <laughs> i think the native americans were in 1650 still here i don't know we had the colonies at seriously that time. so america was 1776 yes, yes that's a Formally, revolutionary yeah. fucking war for the united mean... states of america but america had been settled by then yeah america yeah. was settled yeah. there was people 1492 here. Columbus, columbus sailed the ocean blue <laughs> jesus Christ. i'm well aware are you? Because I don't and he know. He took it yeah. from my people. You just pulled a Tyler there. I'm not <laughs> sure what's going this on This podcast here. has literally come full circle. Yes. It really has. Oh, God. Anyway. Well, it is time to end it. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, thanks for joining in. So uh, real quick, like we always do, Jason, tell us where they can find you. Uh, Jason C. from The Mash and Drum. You can find me on YouTube at The Mash and Drum. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at the underscore mash underscore and underscore drum. <laughs> I always got to say the underscore, but if you yeah, just type, that's taken. almost as bad as your Instagram handle. Brett. If you uh, yeah. if you just if you just type in the Mash and Drum, you'll find me, and uh, <laughs> on on uh, Twitter at uh, Mash ND. Uh, yeah, look for me there, and you know I, I I post a lot of stuff throughout the week. Uh, my next couple episodes coming up, you guys will see, will be my top five um, craft distilleries to keep an eye on. Oh, um, I mean we're going beyond. I think Wilderness Trail, Peerless, all those guys. Are, past craft I think now. we're past craft yeah. now. What's the next wave of guys you yeah. should be looking at? So that's that's coming up. That's also, cool. uh, another video I'm working on. I got challenged to come up with the best whiskey in my whiskey room, which was really really hard. Oh shit! So well, I'll tell I've you, seen I'll, some of the whiskeys in your whiskey room. That that would be tough. I'll tell you guys off air what it is, but uh, right, I'll, I'll let enough. the cool teaser kind of. Right. I really appreciate you guys having me on. This was a fun conversation, well, guys. We appreciate oh, you, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. This was a great conversation yeah, tonight. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we can do this again at some point. Absolutely, um, do that barrel pick there at Middle ne- West with next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm all about that barrel pick. Yeah. Next time, you guys, uh, you guys could come into my whiskey room. We'll, we'll bring your recording stuff, and you guys can have at. Whatever, whatever oh you God. desire. I just, oh, yeah. It just moved a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He just went from 6 to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say 6 a.m. to noon, but I guess I'll stay up till midnight this time. Uh, I'm Dude Pool on Instagram. You can find us as the Bourbon Hunters on Instagram. Tyler? Tyler Shaper. Ty Shaper 04. <laughs> Brett we Paul Bryan. I was like, what? Brett He's Paul Bryan. himself all over yeah. again. The serial killer, Brett the serial Paul killer Brett Paul Ryan, yeah. John Wayne should, Gacy. You should change your uh, handle to Jerky Legs. <laughs> oh my God, Jerky Legs. That is great. Jerky, jerky legs. legs. I fucking love it. Jerky <laughs> underscore legs. Jerky underscore, underscore legs. nothing. Yeah. So just Jerky underscore legs underscore. <laughs> I like it. Oh my God, that is great. So uh, signing off here. Uh, thanks for joining in, guys. Uh, reach out on uh, Apple Podcast. Give us a review. Uh, <laughs> you're already listening to us so you found us somewhere uh, but uh, anyway find us on Instagram give us some comments uh, tell us what you're drinking and uh, stay in touch Till next week guys thanks a lot cheers goodbye
Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.